There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce the members of the posse. Uh, the Poussey, as the kids say, on the streets of Paris. Girls, get ready. Get your misters, get your big box of Kleenex, sit yourself down, get your fan, your big box of wipes, your squeegee and your loo, because the very famous one is here. Hey, Mac. Hey, girls. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be anywhere, as a matter of fact. Okay. You're two months. Particularly here on the show. Two months in the UK? Are you at That's the two right. months? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, May 20th. We, May 21st, we arrived, arrived here. Hmm. June. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be two months, and uh, it's two months, actually, in a couple of days. So still no extradition uh, orders or anything like that? No, as a matter of fact, we got our national health certificates in the mail the other day. Oh, wow. Okay, so, and, uh, so someone else enough, is paying for you. I already made a few appointments and actually got appointments. Wow, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Can you come in tomorrow? I mean, what kind really? Of, I thought there was a waiting list for that. Well, they're always talking about how that socialized mist and sucks because you have to wait two years for an appointment. But you're well, saying that's not the case for certain things. You do. I, I'm hearing horror stories about certain things. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's horror stories. Everywhere. Anyway, speaking yeah. of horror stories, sorry, Mills, Gilsey, and Gigi goes no Coco tonight. He's off saving the planet. He sent me an email. Uh, it was a one-sentence email, and I understood, I understood that I am, and that was it. Now, I am MOC at C-O-K-M-O-U-S-A or something. I, I have no idea what he's talking about half the time. I almost sent it to you, they want me. You sent me some crazy certificate that was Mac Maloney Military X-File branded, but I couldn't make it out because I couldn't enlarge it. Yeah, huh? But I was honored to get it. Yep. I'll have to open it up. I'll have to go back in my phone. Uh, so anyway, no no Coco tonight, but our national correspondent down there in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, Switchblade Steve Ward is here with us tonight, Switchy. And it is great to be here tonight. Mm-hmm. Tonight is a special night because the show is mostly all about Switch. All about Switch. A lot of excitement here in the studio. I love it. Okay. I can I can see uh, I can see the excitement in everybody's faces, whereas the rest of the audience can't really see that excitement. Oh. <laughs> okay, they're going to have to take your word for it. Um, speaking of excitement, is our um, good friend up there in Sideways, New York, our favorite good witch, Raven, is with us. Raven, how are you tonight, Raven? Hi, my friends. I'm doing very good. Thanks for having me. Now, here's what stinks: is we're a radio show, and tonight is the ultimate bun night. Is that the ultimate bun? Look at that thing. I didn't, even, is, I didn't even brush it. I just put it up. <laughs> oh, wow, huh? Well, take it from me, kids. I, 
Looks I need to say one thing since this is all about switchy. Yes. I just want you to know that I put a poll up on our Instagram for if you should get a Mothman tattoo. And the overwhelming response is yes. yes. Um, everyone is voting 100% yes for this. So wow. you might have to schedule that. I just want you to know. <laughs> is, this, is this the kind that washes off in the shower? No. Uh, this, this is a real one. <laughs> okay. You got to be the first one. We'll pay for it, Switchy. You get it. Okay. It's a really beautiful one. Just get it in some. One. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I will. I will give it um, all the consideration. Oh, yeah. it's okay. due. Sounds good. <laughs> also, wow, maybe here's someone who might get a Mothman tattoo. Is uh, Southern correspondent Jocko Johnson, Jojo. Hello, guys, girl. Hey, no, uh, hi, boys. Oh, no, girls. Hey, no uh, tattoos because uh, I don't want to be identified. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's one good point. I understand that. So um, you get the you, you get your policeman's hat on. Jocko was ex NYPD, but what you what uh, you no no brand on your shirt tonight? No Yankees shirt? How no, can you not be wearing black, a, a just Yankees a regular shirt? black shirt? Wow, freaking Yankees! Uh, they're they're like the twenty seven Yankees. No one is going to beat them because they nope. got they got all the guys. They got everyone you need to win the World Series in four straight and beat everyone. It's just the way it is. Good, but a lot of time to go. It's okay. It's all right. It's all downhill after this, after the all-star break. All they have to do, if they, I've got, you know, if they went, even like, played 500 for the rest of the year, they'd still be in the, in the first place in the East. That's how good they are. So By 15 oh, games. Yeah. You just got to get everybody else to agree with that. That's the only problem. Well, no, the, the Red Sox are not having a problem agreeing with that. <laughs> There's no problem at all with the Red Sox this year, for sure. Okay. So, anyway... So we've uh, and we're waiting. Uh, our special guest tonight is uh, he's fashionably late. Is Agent X? Uh, we're waiting for him to log on. But you know, he, then, he may be on some kind of a mission. He may be dark, uh, ducking into a dark alley. Agent X. Speak. The only mission he's on is down to the Salem, you know, beer barn to pick up some discount beer, his lady beer, as he calls it. Which <laughs> <laughs> is totally inappropriate. In fact, what does he drink? Well, I was looking the beer. other day in my refrigerator, okay, and there was all, there was like this one beer there that. I never drank because it was his lady beer. He was over one day, right? He and the Mrs. X. And I said, what is this stuff finally? And it's light. Uh, Stella Artois. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. It's, it comes in a long, luxurious white can, and uh, it's very feminine, which is all. I'm awful. But, you know, he's out there. And I said, ah, just take a, a sip of this, and it's awful. It's watery. It smelled like it, it tastes like lipstick or something. It's terrible. <laughs> lipstick. Anyway, yeah. Interesting flavor. So there. that's the X story, and let's see what he has to say when he comes on. So, uh, but tonight, he's probably feeding his Irish wolfhound right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that thing's the size or, of a horse. It's feeding on him. That's oh, that's <laughs> wow, wow. But uh, so uh, as it's all about switch tonight, uh, as I say, he has a couple um, reports. Raven has some reports. We have a top ten about Switch, and we have uh, True and False about Switch. So why don't we do this? Maybe the thing to do is to take a quick commercial break now, get it over with, and we'll be right back on this All About Switch show on Mac Maloney's Military X-Files here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We will be right back after this. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. 
Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoleptic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Akaloni's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand -hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Hey, hey. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Access Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. First of all, very quickly, I will introduce the members of the gang. Girls, Wanwan is here. The very famous Wanwan, sorry. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. No. Nope. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. Same here. Ditto, as the kids say. Uh, no Coco tonight. Sorry, uh, ladies. Older ladies. Uh, he'll be back soon, though. He's out saving the world. Our uh, national correspondent, Switchblade Steve is here with us down in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Great to be here. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm starting to miss Club a little bit. Don't worry, he'll uh, be back. Because I, I always tense up with the, the comments that are forthcoming about my uh, hairline or my hairpiece. But you I, he's not here, so I, then I, mm -hmm. all that tension is, is for naught. Well, <laughs> don't be too... Switchy, uh, yeah. switchy, consider the source. Yes. <laughs> okay. Put that thought on hold until halfway through the show. Okay, switchy. But we'd like, a, we'd like a more relaxed switch, though. I think we've been feeling the tension for the past month or so. Now he's all relaxed for at least two more minutes. Uh, jo, uh, um, uh, favorite good witch, Raven, is up there. And how is you? Raven, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing really good. Thanks okay. for having this me. This is a big bun night. This is the biggest bun ever, would you say? It might be the biggest bun mm -hmm. on north america currently could be we're okay. not sure but it could be but it works should we have a show of hands would you say it works it does everyone's yeah yes everyone's it works for, it works for girls but if a guy <laughs> does it it's stupid why do you have to bring that into it why do you well, have to wreck the moment disgusting uh, the man yeah. i think it's weird also uh down there way down south uh way down south correspondent is with us draco johnson draco jojo Eck, how are you okay we um, assumed to put up the episode we did last week about when Brother Paul was on, Franciscan <laughs> brother, um, talking about UFOs half it, but then about 20 minutes talking about Italian food. You two guys talking about Italian food. And man, oh man, when you listen to it, you just want that that big platter of Italian food. You know, that's the spaghetti and the gravy. and yeah. the, uh, It's just uh, a mouth-watering segment. You made me hungry now. No such thing as small portions. No, what's the point, right? Right. Uh, also uh, joining us is um, Agent X. Agent X in his bunker. 
Okay. I introduced Switch. I introduced everyone, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think so. X, what's going on? Can you move back a little? The shine off your head is uh, screwing up the video. Can you- <laughs> okay. Because unlike wherever some of you are, I have sunlight coming in the front window. Through the bars. So, yes. so uh, yeah, I'll move back. Okay. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. What's that T-shirt you got on? That really looks like a cell. Yeah, it's probably a Red Sox. Come t-shirt. on, come on. Uh, X, you should know. X is I the. Know. What's oh, that T-shirt? Okay. What's it? The Stooges? Who Three is Stooges. Four Stooges. Four Stooges. Is that who it is? The Four Stooges? You have a T-shirt that has Shemp on it? Yeah. Of course. But that's if, disgraceful. If, that's... They made, if they made a Three Stooges uh, T-shirt without Shemp, that would be sacrilegious. That's bullshit, They were all man. fantastic. You are, were. You are so and, misguided. That was, the, that was the epitome of Americana. They are so good. Can I anyway, taste them? I'm doing well. Thank How you. How come women didn't get the Three Stooges? There's no women. Why don't you ask? Raven, did, did you dig the Three Stooges? Ever watch any of those shorts? Yeah, I really liked it when I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> See, the phrase, when she was a kid. But I got to tell you I one. Still watch. I still watch. I would have thought, how come men don't get Downtown Abbey? Well, it's you, not funny. They do, though. You, you love a, Downtown Abbey. I, I, drool, I, I drool over right? Downtown Abbey. <laughs> wow. I drool over it, and I drool. I can't wait to see the new movie, Downton, Downton Abbey, the He's new proud era. Of it. I, shot I got it on DVD. I'm going to put up a man bun, and go. I'm going to watch it. A man bun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to be easy. I'm going to have to let it grow out a bit yet. But Remember Which, you, yeah, I was just going to say how good it was to see you again. Till you said that. You as well. Huh. <laughs> um, ever see your pictures? And by the way, Mac, yes. I was going to have Greta come in to give me a massage to get rid of some of that tension. Yeah. But it turns out there's nobody in all of West Virginia named Greta. <laughs> okay, hang on a second. <laughs> there's a joke there. I can't say it, though, because I'd have to edit it out. So anyway. I thought it'd be like a Greta Sue or something like that. Yeah. I'll just... <laughs> Hey, 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 watch it. I'm a West Virginian now. You, you watch your step here. <laughs> He's uh, proud Mr., of it. Mr. Uh, uh, Sally May. Let's see. What's a derogatory? Uh, it, takes, you can... it takes all the power I have not to say West Virginia, right? That's probably not appropriate, correct? Switchy? Probably not. Okay. Anyway, probably not. just to continue the, you know, the fun, um, we have a top 10 list. It's all about Switch tonight. We're going to talk a lot about Switch tonight. Switch is very popular on the show. And um, so we have a top 10 list tonight. And I believe it's the reason Switch is so popular with our female fans. Is that it, Raven? Yes. Okay. i got to hear this. Okay. So this is why Switch is the most popular person on the show with our female fans. Top 10 list. Why don't we start the music now? Please, Raven, number 10. Number 10, those steely blue eyes. Can't resist. Blue? I don't know. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you. Are they? You don't know. I, I don't. I don't really know what color my eyes are. One of, oh come on! I just kind of fake it when I when I had to fill out my driver's license. I just kind of fake it. How can you not know the color of your eyes? What's the matter? Well, I, I don't really gaze in the mirror that long. You know. Just I'm, get really close to your camera. Yeah, get up to the camera. We'll, we'll decide. We'll decide. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, oh, oh that's creepy. Oh, they're blue. Yeah, they're blue. They're blue. Yeah. Okay. okay. Take it from us. Wow, that was a little weird there for a second. Okay, so why don't we move on? Number nine, please. This is the top ten reasons. Number nine, he loves kittens. He loves kittens. Right, the sensitive side. Are you? Aren't you a big kitten fan? There. Uh, I'm getting two of them later this week. Wow, he's wow. He caved. He caved. 
Why, why, why did you take off your big boy pants? Why are you taking two kittens? You know, they're not, cool. uh, the, they're the not gentleman, cool. Jeff Wanstead, that runs the museum. Yes. His daughter has some kittens to disperse, and uh, I'm taking two of them. Okay, I switch. I can't wait to see them. Teal That's fine. and window. <laughs> What's the first? <laughs> oh, this is not. When, when, when I heard that discussion, Mac, I thought about the haven for lonely traveling businessman that is out by you that is called kittens oh. <laughs> yes it's not the same thing right yeah you're right Eric. no but uh, I, I might be lonely i'm definitely not a businessman though okay yeah well no businessman men go to this place this place is like is that a, place open even? no it's open I mean, and it's closed like a, yeah a broken marquee and i always see a light of no. one lonely light that it says op on the front it's, it's the saddest us, you know. strip oh, it's open. Yes. yeah it probably is it's just <laughs> sad in there it's sadder than sad i've never been in there that's how bad it is okay and um but um mrs x told me once that they were driving by it and they saw the sign kittens and x and all his uh you know <clears throat> intelligence thought it was a place where they actually sell kittens instead of just cats he thought it was a pet store right <laughs> I admit I did say that, but wow. I am, after all, innocent. Okay. All right. So, anyway, Switch loves kittens. He's getting two of them. One of the name is Window. What's the other one, Switching? Teal. Teal? The boy is going to be called Teal. After John Teal. Teal. Yeah, Teal. Oh, Teal. Okay. Like the color. K-E-E-L. And Window. What's Window? Is that they're going to jump Teal. on? Well, I was going to say, I thought maybe Windy, but, uh, you know, Window areas. Again, I can't call a cat Window area. No, I no guess John not. Keel, window areas. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's Vortex it. Is, can't call it vortex or portal uh -huh. or, uh, you know, Thanks. extra dimensional warp. I mean, that's too long oh. for, a, for a kitten. Oh, wow. You All right. Well, okay. <laughs> switch. So, so, Moving sorry. on. I mean, you're not dealing with a chip here, you know. <laughs> okay. Gee, it's been a while yes. since I've seen you. Is the mustache and the schnorbot, the Germans call it, new since I last saw you? No, I, I've had a mustache for a while. I, I shave off the beard once in a while, but uh, okay, it's uh, returning. What is it called, uh, X? A beard. A schnorbot oh. is a uh, mustache that goes down to your chin. Oh. Oh. Oh, like a handlebar mustache. Not really. It's just Correct. kind of a... I used no. to have something like that, but it didn't grow in very well. Huh. Wow. Okay. No, but JJ, you have something better. What do you call that? A soul patch. Soul, soul patch. patch. That's a soul yes. patch. That's a soul patch. It's I think indeed, there. Yes. Yep. I love it. Yes. Does it go back to medieval times or what? Yeah, 1950s Harlem, maybe. Or it's I, not I, cookie dust. I was going to go to, to the 1967 riots, but no, no, oh, okay. it's a jazz guy's thing. It's a jazz. I was there for those. Riots. I remember the 67 riots. He was involved with it. So why don't we uh, move on, Raven, please. Top 10 reasons why Switch is the most popular member of the crew with our female fans. Uh, number eight, whenever he says two biscuits, many of the females in our audience tend to faint. <laughs> want to read it again? Okay. Just read it one more time. Maybe I'll hit this time. Whenever he says two biscuits, many of the females in our audience tend to faint. That's okay. dirty. Okay, well. <laughs> Moving on. Number seven, six. Seven. Uh, that exquisite collision of fashion, style, and boldness covering his head. <laughs> Come on, switch. 
All right, next. We better move on before he cashes out. Number six. Uh, he refuses to confirm or deny that he's the model for Point Pleasant's bare ass Mothman statue. He <laughs> <laughs> should just set the record straight. The one that he took a quarter out of its ass two I'd weeks rather, ago. I'd rather be mysterious. Okay. Next, please. Right. Uh, number five. Um, he lives across from a graveyard. What more do you need to know? Lives across from a graveyard. What more do you need to know? Uh, what's, it, what's going on? Do you ever see anything you know, walking around over there, Switchy? No, the uh, the traffic that goes by, I think, scares any of the ghosts away. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, th let's go, uh, Raven. This is top ten reasons why Switch is the most popular member of the gang with our female fans. Number four, he builds a hell of a bookshelf. That's true. Yeah. You have the most books in Point Pleasant, right? It's conceivable. Probably I'm, the whole. I'm, I'm neck and neck with the local library. I think. Probably the whole state. <laughs> okay, next, please. Right. Number three, he listens. <laughs> Come on, this oh, is that's, funny. that's a good attribute. <laughs> wow. Every chick likes a listener. I bring in Jocko and X to laugh, and look, they're just sitting there like, like nothing. You have your microphones on, guys? All right, next, please. No, I, I, I have mine Testing. on. Okay, all right. I got the wrong funny. What, you waiting for something funny? Anybody, so just like that. <laughs> yeah, just, just like Jocko. I don't want to monopolize. I thought you were waiting for something funny. Okay. I just don't want to make it all about me. Should we start? It is all about you. We should start again. <laughs> See how many laughs we get then. So where are we? Number three? Number two? Two. 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 Yep. Mm -hmm. um, JJ moves to England, so there's a new dog in town. A new dog in town. Wow. Man, oh, man. You know, it's pretty cool being like the the, uh, the American on the street. Is it really? Yeah, you yeah, said that. Yeah, it's uh, getting a lot of attention. Uh -huh. See, that's I get waves from uh, women in cars. I don't even know who they are. That they... Yeah, uh, right? I was going to say, right? was he walking around on the American flag? See, no, I just, it's just, if they hear me speak, it just, I'm uh, walking the dog, uh, and they they just, uh, oh, hmm. he's Amer you See, American? Aren't you the guy who the tea in the harbor? <laughs> <laughs> can, can, I, can I just interject a uh, reason why I think? That'd be funny. So, it is so... Uh, popular because Deborah Messing has already interviewed him. Really? Like, oh. like from Everybody Loves Raymond? Switch is the only one that knows what that means, right? I, I don't get it. No one gets it. Not even Deborah who? Deborah Messing. She was the the actress yes. in the Mothman movie. She was in that oh. movie? Yeah. Oh. And she's, she's, she's a colossally outrageous wild woman now <laughs> wow okay so, I'll have to Google has it. she interviewed you not yet nope <laughs> wish she said yes so what's the okay i don't even want i okay. try and make myself more available too i mean not just in the neighborhood but you know when i hop on the train and hmm. you know go someplace i go to london like like i did to see the rolling stones along the way i want to make myself more available but you know when you go to places like Paddington Station, I mean, there's got to be a bazillion Americans there. So who cares? So they, they don't think you're a serial killer? Not yet. No, they think uh, I'm kind of a, an yeah. oddity. I'm, a, I'm an oddity in the neighborhood. By the way, I just put an image up. If you like, we could yes. compare it now to, see, to answer that question. <laughs> I like that. Right. Didn't you pull a quarter out of that ass about two weeks yeah. ago? Didn't you say that? Well, it's, it has to be there. You know, it, they, they, they appear and disappear. It, it's probably some kind of a paranormal uh, manifestation. We're not... Uh, 
about yet. Have you anything probably related to all that probing that's going on? So I don't know how we yeah, start so talking cool. about him in England, but Raven, where are we? Are we in two, one? Number one. Number Number one reason uh, Switch is our favorite amongst female fans. Uh, when all is said and done, chicks dig the moth. Chicks dig the moth, right? Right, Switchy? It's true. Yeah. I do. mean, the statue just, it's got an ass that won't quit. <laughs> okay, you heard it <laughs> you from know, If it's based but, off of Switchy, then right there we go. Her. Thing is, from the front, he looks like a Ken doll. Oh, I'll see. We brought oh, I see. Gotta leave that, some mystery. That ruins the story. Yes. You right. got yeah. <laughs> Well, he didn't want to violate the penal code. Oh, see. And, uh, <laughs> he had that loaded up. So, why don't we do this? Why don't we calm down and take a commercial break now? And when we come back, we'll resume uh, the fun, the hilarity of uh, All About Switch tonight. All About Switch. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. Very quirky girls. Very famous Juan Juan is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, girls. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Should have been with us. Off yeah, girls. Uh, also here, and no Coco tonight, but Switchblade Steve Ward is with us tonight down there in West Virginia. Switch Great to be here. Okay. Also, um, uh, let's see, our Southern correspondent, Jojo Jocko Johnson is with us. Good evening, my friends. Laughing up a storm as usual. Uh, I'm saving the best for last. So Agent X is with us. He's snug in. Actually, thanks for having me, and good to see friends. And also, uh, brightening up the show is our good friend up there in Sideways, New York. Raven is with us. Raven. Hello, my friends. Thank you for having me. Now, how do you put up with this? Seriously, now you are literally <laughs> with five old drunk guys. <laughs> I'm uh, about ready to. So I watched the Three Stooges. The funny thing is, I I, every time I think of the Three Stooges, all I can think of is South Park when they Mm. did 
Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, and Jeffrey Dahmer as the three stooges. Oh, and they were trying to they were trying to bake a cake together. Oh, and they that's... kept doing the, you know, the pull your nose yeah, yeah, yeah. out and the, the uh, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, and it was a Ferrari cake they were gonna build for Satan's sweet sixteen. And they ended up building a Honda Accord cake. <laughs> it was great. Those, I definitely recommend it. They were all cannibals. Dave, it's so very well done. Were they all Another cannibal? masterpiece of the last century uh, were they uh, Thank what, you. were they cannibals I was be all three of them fan myself yeah yeah i love Beavis and butthead <laughs> if and, it was a cake Raven, really? and daria of course okay wow if it was a cake right <laughs> with the glove <laughs> so you can see how excited we are tonight because it's all about switch night all about switch switchy how long have you been on the show do you know Around five years, or let's no. say it was uh, 20, 20, more than five, 15, no, 2017. Uh, Six years, maybe. Boy, I can't remember now. Yeah. Tonight is the third year anniversary of us doing the live show at the Starboard Gallery. Remember that, Titanic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, anyway, that was a masterpiece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sure was. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, Switchy. So, it's all about Switch tonight because he's been with us for a while. People love Switch, and I'm not kidding you. When he gets, you know, emails, Female fans love Switch. Everyone loves Raven. No one else gets mentioned in emails. Not even Mac. He does get a ton of emails. He, 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 there's a lot of emails that, uh, you know, talk about Switch, talk about Raven. Anyway, so because it's all about Switch tonight, we have uh, five true or false questions about Switch. Now, here's the thing is that I'm going to say, I know Juan probably knows these questions, the answer to these questions, and Switch does. So I'm going to ask the others, okay? So it's going to be Raven and Jocko and uh, X, all right? I'm going to ask you five questions. This is on the level, and you just tell me whether you think they're true or false, okay? I understand the assignment. Got the bit? Okay, here we go. Okay, true or false? Um, Switch was once hang on, Switch was once featured on a recruitment poster for the U.S. Navy. Uh, just you know, answer out of turn. X, yes or no, true or false? Before he had his mustache and beard, yes. Okay, Jojo, what do you think? Recruitment poster for the Navy, Switchy? Yes. Okay. No, wait, I'm asking Jojo, and I'm going to ask uh, Raven. I said, I said, oh, I you asked me. Okay. I, said, I said true. No, I, I mean, I can't remember. Okay. Uh, so. What do you say, Ray? <laughs> Raven? I was going to say true. I yeah. think he, he did do that. That's true, right? You were on a uh, recruitment poster, right? But technically, I was. Uh, I showed up in a. Uh, there were two recruiting booklets. Yes. Uh, I was. The deal was, the, the the day I reported to my submarine, they yes. had just come in from the Mediterranean. Yes. Uh, the XO saw me and said, exactly "Hey, get the new kid with a nice haircut," because they had come down That's to okay. take photographs for recruitment posters. They weren't going to actually hire models when they've got a bunch of sailors oh. there. So they had me stand in front of the the billfish, mm -hmm. and of course, all the masts were down. You couldn't see anything. But I'm I'm sitting there. It's kind of a nice picture with my arms crossed. Yes. The only regret I have is I still had my boot camp ball cap. The next oh, day, no. I got my really cool billfish six seven six ball cap. Mm. Uh, issued and it would have been so cool to have that but that ended up uh, that and several other pictures of the some of the guys in my division and other guys on the boat yes uh in in two separate uh recruiting booklets <laughs> and then uh so i actually went to a recruiter 
to, to, to get get a couple of them. Yes. And he, he was all excited. He said, hey, would you sign this for me? Oh. So, you know, he's probably going to some Porsche lab saying, hey, see, I know this guy and he loves the Navy and here, look, he signed this. And, but but anyway, somebody told me that, you know, how they have these these, these uh, ads on TV where they, they flash pictures one after another. Yes. One guy claimed that he saw me standing in front of the submarine, but it would have been like for a split second. Wow. I never saw that. Huh. But uh, so anyway, that's the... That's the story, and I never got any royalties. Nothing, you no money, yeah. Oh, what a rip! Oh, that's some BS. They actually, we were supposed to sign something to sign off on it, but really? they never actually had me sign for well, it. Well, there you go. So they probably do owe me a pile of royalties. Yeah, they sure do. Goodbye, that state of West Virginia. Uh, here we go. Um, Ready? Switchy, I just have to tell you, you made a um, unsolicited accusation against recruiters everywhere. <laughs> Um, For two years, I commanded an army recruiting company. Oh, well, you were one of those Massachusetts. guys. Okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. the guy that recruited me and how he would uh, try yeah. to figure out what I wanted to hear. And instead of being grateful, and and he he would, the he would walk that, that that fence line just with you know trying to balance it just right. You know, he didn't really have to do that because he had a sucker. I was going to go in no matter what. Wow. But, okay. Yeah. Let's move on. But they're, but they're salesmen, right? Sure. Well, they got to be sales. You got to be a salesman. Um, no, okay. no, they're patriots. Yeah. Okay. So uh, true or false? Ready? Get ready. I stand corrected. Get ready. True or false? Uh, Switch originally Switch's nickname on the show was Stiletto Steve. Raven. No. So, false. Joe. Joe. True. X. False. Okay. Did you say false, Joe? Joe. No, I said true. Okay. It's true. Okay, and I'll switch. I'll recount the story, and then maybe you can correct me if I get it wrong. So when Switch first came on, and we all took on nicknames, no one on the show was using their real name. We called them Stiletto Steve because it sounded cool and so on. So about three weeks in, he writes me an email. He says, listen, could you do me a favor? Could you change my name? From- well, I, didn't, I didn't say that exactly. What, what I said was, see, the, the, the deal was that uh, uh, was would, when, when I was on it, when I was living near Battle Creek, You'd always make a crack about the, the bowl of flakes and, and the cereal and Tony the Tiger. Yes. Right. So uh, I finally said, you know, Mac, uh, I think I might even said this on air. Yes. Uh, people are probably envisioning some guy in a Tony the Tiger T-shirt and stiletto high heels. Okay. Well, well, that, I get a lot of mileage wow. out of that. <laughs> so, but but the thing is, it shows that Raven Mac just fell off Maloney her chair. Yes. is a compassionate man. <laughs> Go ahead. Because he changed it from stiletto switchblade well see here's the thing here's the thing this is these are issues you might want to talk to someone about switchy in in our part of the world stiletto means a jackknife it needs it needs a switchblade you know i mean you know Correct. in Correct. your part of the world it means you know uh dudes More in like high heels fashion, you know, that's yeah. a high heel yeah, yeah high heels you know it's like okay. uh yeah. you know if, you, if you're if you gonna go after somebody with a stiletto yes you've taken someone a high heel yeah and you're, you're trying to beat a guy with it you know and that looks kind it's of easy, uh, it's easy to stab him Okay, but nah, let's just say it doesn't look macho. Okay, listen. It happened in a show that I watched. This girl kills the guy with her stiletto heel. A really? Girl great. Did it. A girl did she get him in the eye? It's great. Wow. It was great. There's a certain irony about Switchblade as well because they normally don't let me around sharp objects. That's a good idea. <laughs> I, I got Mac. I've been telling him I've got this real like Italian stiletto, which is where that came from. You yes. Know? Yep. And uh, I will send it to him. But I've been tardy in that uh, mm-hmm. task. Okay, send it to me, and I'll so send he, it to him, so he can understand the difference. Okay, here we go. I, I, I understand I, the difference, but I don't give it anyway. If I send it to Mac, you'll never get it. Uh, okay, whatever. I will uncharacteristic characteristically agree yeah. with Mac. Okay, that 
when we were growing up, a stiletto meant a stiletto. Yeah. It didn't mean high heels. What? Okay. All right, here we go. Ready? All right, true or false? The name of Switchy Submarine was the USS Tuna Fish. (laughs) What do you say? JoJo. Negative. X. Hmm, not sure, but... (laughs) (laughs) I think yes. True. Raven, please. I'm going to say false. <laughs> it's false. The USS tuna fish, really? <laughs> they would be, they, I think there's a USS albacore, but I don't think they'd call it tuna fish. No, there's a USS albacore. Isn't there, yes, isn't there that, is. That's the one on display no. in Portsmouth. Yeah. Nope. yeah. Tell them Charlie sent you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. We want to live in that thing, right? Have Here we go. Been? Oh, my God. Submarines. True or false? True or false? Uh, Switchy once Switchy once sent Mac a fan letter asking him for a lock of his hair. <laughs> <laughs> True or false, Switchy? No, what do you think? X, what do you think? Uh, I think Raven did that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mac, you said you weren't going to tell anyone. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. The cat's out of the bag. And I don't like cats that much. Uh, Jojo, you think that? What do you think about that? Uh, uh, he wanted your hair, or you wanted his hair? There you go, Raven. What do you think? I'll take that as a no. And I was wondering <laughs> the same thing. So Switch wanted Max hair. A lock of Max hair. Yeah, yeah. that's true. 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 No. True. true. No. true. No. Negative. Negative. <laughs> negative. X. Say it. Oh, good. Yes or no? <laughs> it's up to you, X. Oh, I'm sorry. I lost the question. Say again. <laughs> Switch once wrote a letter to a family to Mac asking Mac for a lock of his hair. No, I disagree. Wow, wow. Don over that marble head. My mom used to call it. Kind of putting together my nun story. So look at, um, is that true, Switching? Well, I did actually send you a fan letter many, many years ago about the Wingman books. Yes. But I had no idea if you had any hair or not, and it really didn't occur to me wow. to ask for a, a lock of your hair. But he actually did. And now like you've learned your all, lesson. We're all half right. Hang on. <laughs> go ahead, Raven, go. No, right. we're, we're all like half right. There you go. Easy. Yeah. You know, but he did write me 25. a letter for a long time ago. It was really long before we started the show, at least five or six years or maybe even longer, right? Probably, no, probably in the 90s. I, yeah. I don't know. When, when, when was the era when uh, you, you had published some wingman books and then uh, they some of them went out of print and then you started mm-hmm. republishing the old ones and yeah. you were still continuing the series? Yeah, that was like... Mm, 90s? Late 90s, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. okay. That's, that would have been about that time, I think. That's funny because I used to send out covers to people and... Um, yeah, I've still covers. got some signed by Mac Maloney yep. or, or one of your surrogates. No, telling me. <laughs> so anyway, all right, that's true. So now the last question, true or false, is... Hang on. I hate my phone. Okay, he started a UFO... <laughs> <It's his> phone. <laughs> he started UFO high club in high school... Uh, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We'll start that again. Ready? He started a UFO club in high school specifically to get chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a yeah. What do you say, Raven? Sounds like a good move. I feel like a UFO club would be awesome, but I like I don't feel like he would do it for the chicks. Okay. So I'm like a fifty-fifty. Okay. You know, like I don't know. She's on the fence. I get a feeling I know what side of the fence she's on. X, go ahead. 
Yeah, I started. He he started UFO uh, club to meet girls too. How'd that go for you? Okay, the exact opposite of what I did. I would have done that to prevent all the girls from coming after me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. So I don't think Switchy did that. Uh, Jojo, you want to? Yeah, I, I disagree. I would think if you it was one one, I'd say yes. yes. But okay. not, <laughs> wow. thank you. Wow, you're welcome. You're Innocent welcome. slapping money. So, uh, but you did study UFO club, right? Steve? Well, a, a group of us, yes. uh, I, I guess you could call us nerds, losers, whatever, in the late 60s, uh, did start a, a UFO club. Mm -hmm. And uh, it definitely, definitely was not, uh, uh, that was the swamp gas era. You know, it definitely wasn't a, a way to get chicks. Okay. But uh, we, we published, we were the Aerial Phenomena Investigations and Research Center. Wow. Originally, we thought Aerial Phenomena Research and Investigations Center. Now, if you sound that out, it's not complimentary. So, again, not dealing with a chimp, here, <laughs> we switched a couple letters around and we were good. Yes. Now, we, we actually, it was more uh, a couple of the guys, Kevin and Rick were the guys more behind the magazine, but we published six issues of the UFO phenomenon, which was not a bad amateur publication. Mm -hmm. And one of those is right, right, right now exists in the Mothman Museum that was devoted to the Mothman back in 1968. Wow. Oh, oh. Oh. Impressive. That Very is impressive. Cool. We, we were inspired a few years earlier was the... Uh, these the swamp gas sightings in uh, yes. March of 1966. We had that amazing wave in Michigan in the Midwest. And a few months later, that November was the first major flyover of the Mothman mm. going right down a street that I'm very close to here in Point Pleasant, West by God, Virginia. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can remember the swamp gas era because uh, that was when they started putting news on in the morning. Okay. That uh, it seems weird now there's news 24 hours a day, but they started putting. News on the morning, like the Today Show and ABC Good Morning and stuff. And ABC Good Morning, like, stuck with that story every day for a week, you know, saying, now they're saying it's swamp gas. But then they would talk to witnesses and they'd say, it's not swamp gas. And they brought in all these experts. and But it was a flap for four or five days. I remember watching that. Hmm. And there's some very, uh, very credible people saw these things. It was a landing on the Frank Manor Farm in Dexter, which is right near Ann Arbor. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was pretty cool to hear all this. Uh, and actually, we, I saw live as a kid, uh, Dr. Hynek, he yep. was still attached to Project cool. Blue Book then. And he's the one that, that said that some of the sightings in Hillsdale, Michigan, some of them might be due to swamp gas. And of course, that was it. Uh, the newspaper reporters put mm -hmm. their stories in, mystery solved, and the jokes uh, still reverberate to this day about swamp gas. Right, yeah, funny. Yeah, people just throw that out at people, you know, out of the blue. But but obviously something happened there, and, and swamp gas is such a bad excuse, you know what I mean? It's just a bad spin on something. It's like saying Venus is, comes out in the daytime. It does, but you got to be like a trained sailor to see it, you know? you You can't really see it. So all these people say, well, you know, it's Venus coming they, out. They the saw time. some kind of a metallic object actually landed on Frank Manor Farm. Wow. And uh, in, in recent years, uh, John Tenney, who's a uh, from Michigan, and he uh, he was on the show some time ago. He uh, uh, found some old photographs they were going to pitch from either the Detroit Free Press or the Detroit News. And they looked like they were land they looked like classic landing marks. 
from Frank, Frank Manor Farm. So that was a, a lost photograph that he uh, retrieved. Yeah, we yeah. don't know for sure the source, but uh, it was a really uh, a very interesting era. And mm-hmm. as a kid in junior high, I, of course, I couldn't drive, so I couldn't play investigator. And you can't have your mom drive you to a UFO investigation. You, know? <laughs> uh-huh. you have to say, Mom, get lost. I'm investigating now. But yes. uh, it was just its very cool to have aliens landing in your backyard. Yeah, yeah, sure. I can see a lot of moms dropping their kids off at UFO investigations <laughs> of all ages. <laughs> Wow, huh? All right, switching with 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 fake fake glasses on and yeah. uh, you know a pencil behind my ear and a and a clipboard. Mm-hmm. Well, you look Raven, the, are, you, are you enjoying these stories the of ancient times as much as I am? Of course. <laughs> I, when I was a little good, Jocko will get a kick out of this. I set up a whole um, little desk in our garage for my. Um, detective agency and i was gonna solve all the crimes in the neighborhood which was you know who threw a a baseball in so-and-so's yard yes it was all me how old were you i was the one causing all the problems oh you were that's even better (laughs) but i had business cards that i made up cool 100 solve (laughs) yeah you could solve every case 100 solve right what a great idea i was very good how old were you uh, all right, that's the coolest story. Um, seven, maybe. That's, seven. Oh, seven. Man. that's great. That's a TV show. I'm telling you, yeah. that's a, that's like something, you know. And she goes around and she causes all the crime, and of course, everyone's like, "Wow, you're the greatest since <laughs> Sherlock Holmes." Funny. Well, okay. What's was the name of it? Scooby Doo. What was the name of the uh, of the detective agency? Uh, well, it was just um, like my first name and okay. then detective agency. So Raven's Detective Agency. Sounds that great. was it. Very uh, unoriginal. No, but that sounds great. Raven's, I'd, I'd hire Raven's Detective Agency, I think. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Especially yeah. if she knew she did it. You'd catch her right away. Another bicycle. <laughs> catch <stolen> yourself. <laughs> you can have a, 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 like a booth like Lucy did in the Penis uh, comic strip. Uh, solving crimes, five cents. Oh. Yeah, right, should yeah. have, yeah. The, the detective is in. <laughs> yeah, the detective is in five cents. Mac, Mac, why didn't you and I do this when we were kids? We were doing, we were too busy blowing stuff up. Even <laughs> 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 M80s together, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I've told this story on the, on the show before, Switchy, all about Switchy, but all about X and me when we were kids. Uh, we used to build model airplanes, model ships, and stuff. So. We were probably, I don't know, 10 or 11 or whatever, and we put our money together and we bought for like three bucks. That's a lot of money back then, this huge uh, aircraft carrier, you know, Ravel, you know, whatever. And then we also got a hold of a bunch of fireworks and, you know, M80s, cherry bombs, lots of fireworks, lots of individual firecrackers. And we spent, I'm going to say, two or three weeks putting this thing together, gluing on each individual firecracker and we're gonna put the cherry bombs here, we're gonna we're gonna take pictures of it with our instamatic camera. So we get so the big day comes, we walk down to this uh, you know, there was a small canal that went out into the Neponset River. And we said, Okay, you ready? You ready? Okay, now you light that, I'll light this and we'll light it. We put it in the water and the thing sank in like two <laughs> seconds. I said did you get a picture of that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's what, what did you do? It just that was it. Just that was it. Never saw it again. All that work. Just, All that work. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we no, were. the story has a dramatic ending, right? What, what happened in that little small canal in that area later, well, Mac? That's where you go drinking down there. And also, uh, that's where Whitey Bulger buried a lot of his body. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's ironic, I guess. So, correct. I know it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So anyway, so Switchy, this is your night, Switchy. 
Um, so why don't we do this? Why don't we take a uh, commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. It's early medieval Europe. Norse marauders are pouring down from the north. Step riders threaten from the east. And Moorish raiders are surging up from the south. Now, as the Vikings plan an invasion of Ireland, the country's aging king must somehow protect his nation. But who is up to the task? Nordic sagas tell us an obscure and unlikely hero arises to save his people. Wolf of Clontarf leaps into history as a nightmare to the Norse and avenger for the Celts. It's Vikings meets Braveheart as this legendary Irish warrior, some medieval special operations forces, and a young woman spy help the Irish king defeat the Viking invaders. It's a tale spanning 15 years and leading up to the most decisive battle of the Middle Ages. That's Wolf of Clontarf, a new novel from Thomas J. Howley, now on Amazon. here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni and Wawa's show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, uh, the very famous Wawa is here. JJ. Hello, everybody. Switchblade Steve awesome is here. So Switchblade Steve. Down in uh, West Virginia. Great to be here. And uh, uh, the fact that the show is, is kind of built around me, I have to say, oh shucks. All about Steve. All about Switch tonight. All about Switch. Uh, Jojo, our Southern correspondent, is here. Happy to be here. What'd you have for dinner today? What'd you have for dinner last night? Last night, um, just some uh, beef stew my mm. wife made. Some mm. fresh beef with egg noodles, potatoes, oh. carrots. Oh, nice. Yikes. Uh, also. Half of the gravy sauce. Um, Agent X is here. The guy who worked for the agency that works for the agency. It's X down his bunker. He's not even there. Super duper. Uh, also, saving the best for he's last. On, he's on the party. Yeah. He's in the loo. <laughs> is Raven, our good friend. A good friend up there in Sideways, New York, Raven. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. Really? Someday yeah. you'll have to tell us that sincerely. Um, that's but, my catchphrase. Okay, that's right. Uh, so um, anyway, uh, tonight is uh, all about Switch. Uh, we've been talking about Switch for a while. He's uh, been on the show, I'm going to say, more than six or seven years. But uh, we did... Um, established that he wrote me a fan letter for my William books way, way before the radio show even, you know, was a, a, a germ of an idea. And um, then, so what happened then, Switch? We were on for about a year or so when you got a hold of us or something? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how long you were on. I had uh, I'd been a big fan of the Wingman books. And so I, uh, I, I sent a friend request on uh, Facebook and we connected that way. And then uh, one day you asked me to come on and talk about the Mothman. So you probably had seen a lot of my posts and so forth. I even, I remember I, uh, you know how you can invite uh, friends on Facebook to certain events. So I, so you're one of the ones I invited to the Mothman Festival many, oh. many years ago. Did I go? So I, I got, I got a message from you about what I come on and talk about the Mothman. So we did a, a two part segment hmm. on the Mothman and it seemed to go pretty well. Yes. And then uh, you had me back to talk about, uh, 
Maury Island, I think. Yes. And, right. and then uh, you talk about Maury Island, you mentioned people like Ray Palmer and Richard Shaver. So then I came back to talk about uh, a couple of weeks later to talk about the Shaver mystery. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that one you entitled something like uh, uh, about the guy that talked to his blowtorch or, yes. or whatever. I can't remember exactly. How can you resist? He right. was, Shaver was keying up his, uh, his welding gun and hearing voices, which were supposed to be the Darrow, the evil beings from beneath the earth. Yes. And you, you told me that was one of the, uh, at the time, that was one of the most uh, responded to shows up to that point. Right. love People loved that. And they equated it with uh, Superman talking to the mole people, too, for some reason. <laughs> well, a, it's, good it's a good tie-in. <laughs> uh, hmm. But anyway, so it was, wasn't too long after that that I became a regular. Yeah, wow. Huh. Well, now it's all about Switchy Night. Did you ever think this night would come, Switch? Uh, I, I've been waiting for it with breathless anticipation. Huh. All those six years, good. Well, what's good about, I mean, I want to say what's good about you, but why you're so valuable to the show is that you know all those stuff, stuff from the 50s and 40s. and you know. He's got the amazing memory, Mac, of, of all that stuff. Well, there was in the UFO club. Together. Connecting all those dots is just incredible. So, uh, anyway, I just want to uh, just remind, um, I'm reminding myself, I just wrote this down. Let's just go back to the station here for a second, okay? This haunted station, now look. I don't really believe in ghosts. I don't believe in a lot of this stuff. I, I I like talking about it, like investigating it, and like, you know, when things actually turned out to be true. But we kid around that this place is haunted, and there's a reason because the engineer here worked here for 30 years. He died here. We don't kid around it. Well, we, yeah, right. Uh, it's things have happened that's that's true. you know. But I mean, I, we bring it up just you know anyway. So uh, now I'm here alone at the station, and uh, I wrote to Raven last week about this when I got home. Um, so you walk from the studio down a little hallway, and then you're in this kind of big, expansive lounge, which is really nice. Looks out on the exit of golf course. It's just a very nice place. So, and that's where the refrigerator is. So, you know, I probably go in there four times a show. I put, you know, my liquid refreshment in the refrigerator, and then I'll go there, you know, between segments, and you'll get it, whatever. Okay, so the first two times, no, not nothing, just the way it is. I went there the third time, and all and the place stunk of aftershave. All right, stunk <laughs> of aftershave. Stunk of what? Aftershave, aftershave, Grandpa. And and I said, "Wow, that's that's weird. That's strange." Now, do you remember earlier in the show I had showed you a can, and they had put Jeff's picture on it? It was an air, it was an air freshener can. Yep, I saw that. So I said, "Oh, it must be that. It must be that." So I go in the bathroom and I spray a little of that on my hand. It isn't it. That smells like flowers. This is smells like English leather or something. So, uh, you know, but I didn't really think about it. But then when the show's over and I got to wait for the thing to turn down, I go out and then just close things up, man. And it was thick as, I can't tell you how thick the aftershave smell was. So I'm just thinking, well, maybe someone spilled some aftershave here. So I just talked to Pete. He says, no one wears aftershave here. Come on. <laughs> no one was after shave anywhere anymore, you know. But anyway, so there you go, Bob the Ghost. No Aquavelva, huh? It was like Aquavelva. That's exactly what it smelled like. Yeah. Okay. I may, see that. May, may I offer a suggestion? Sure. Axe is very popular now. What is? Axe. A-X-E. Yeah. This was an axe. This was an axe. Whatever okay. axe tastes, okay. it smells like. Same thing. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, that's the uh, update on Bob the Go. So anyway, uh, why don't we do this? Uh, so switch in your honor. We got a couple weird stories about West Virginia. Okay, Raven has. You ready? Cool. Switching. Okay, I'm ready. To see where you moved to. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, Raven, please take it away. Yeah, so today I'm going to be talking about the second most popular cryptid in West Virginia, the Flatwoods Monster. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so this all started September uh, Raven, 12th. it's an hour and a half from where I am, and they've got a oh, museum there that I haven't seen yet. I look, listen, I got a couple of things to talk about. I looked all of it up from where you are to where Braxton County is to where this other thing I looked up. So I know, I know all that. Don't you worry. Just in case any of our, our, our listeners want to um, plan a West Virginia road trip, you know? Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, Flatwoods Monster uh, started September 12th, 1952 at approximately 7 p.m. in the village of Flatwoods, Braxton County, West Virginia. Uh, commonly referred to as the Flatwoods Monster, she also goes by the Green Monster, the Braxton County Monster, the Phantom of Flatwoods and Braxy. Braxy's my favorite. That one just kind of rolls off the tongue. Uh, so Edward and Freddie May and their friends Tommy Heyer and Neil Nunley uh, witnessed a bright light streak across the sky and crash into a hill. Uh, assuming this was a meteor, the boys alerted their mother, Kathleen May, and went to investigate. Uh, may, may I just say, just interrupt you for a second. It's like the classic opening of every 50s black and white science fiction flick. <laughs> it, it literally, like what you can picture it and you yes. see it and it, it, it's exactly like that, 100%. <laughs> Um, so Gene Lemon, a National Guardsman, along with some other kids and a dog named Richie, joined them. Uh, what they saw that night would not only terrify them and their town, but also the nation. Uh, so on the hill, surrounded by smoke and a noxious odor that burned their eyes and nostrils, they found a glowing red orb at the crash site. Um, then they saw it. Descriptions of this humanoid creature vary but for the most part, this is the most common common interpretation. I apologize. Um, standing in the trees behind the rubble, roughly 10 to 12 feet tall, uh, was what would eventually be named the Flatwoods Monster. It had a spade-shaped hood uh, surrounding its face and glowing green, orangish eyes. Um, and it had twisted hands with long fingers and was wearing this armor style dark green or black dress is what it what it looked like um richie said this he yeeted out of there and reportedly one of the boys peed their pants um the creature hissed and started to levitate towards them and that's when everyone else decided to yeet as well um so the group didn't waste any time in alerting the sheriff's department and the local newspaper uh the u.s government sent quote unquote, some men, but quote unquote, found nothing. Uh, they even took Mrs. May's dress as evidence because there was an oil-like substance left on it. Uh, and the men advised that they would return it, but they never did. The next morning, a reporter returned to the hill and discovered some prints and a strange black liquid. So I don't know about you guys. I feel like this is very suspicious. That's just me. Um, so with the news spreading about the encounter, more reports began to flood in uh, with ever-changing descriptions of what Braxy looked like. Uh, many people reported that the body wasn't a body at all, but more machine-like rather than flesh and blood. 
And additionally, uh, along with these other sightings came reports of strange odors, electronic disruptions, and flying saucers. Conspiracy theorists and non-believers alike concluded that it was either a kid playing a prank or an owl. But how would you explain the black substance that was left on the dress and at the crash, crash site? And why would the U.S. government feel the need to send in men in black so quickly? So because the widespread panic um, it began to cause the U.S. Air Force UFO inquiry, a part of Project Blue Book, dispatched a handful of investigators around the country to look into these claims. As far as we know, that really kind of ends there. Um, I feel like maybe they took a couple statements and, and that was really the end of that. Um, but today, uh, the village of Flatwoods has become a tourist attraction uh, with a museum, as Switchy mentioned, uh, <clears throat> shops, uh, and there's handcrafted Braxy deck chairs hidden all around the county waiting to be found. Uh, their volunteer fire department sells monster shirts and sweatshirts to help raise extra money for equipment that's needed. Yes. Um, and if you think of it this way, if you're already planning on visiting Point Pleasant, What's an extra two-hour drive through almost heaven, West Virginia? Almost heaven, yes. It, it's a, a beautiful drive out that way. Mm -hmm. And as a quick side note, Nick Redfern wrote a book called Monster Files. Yes. He talks about a, a magician uh, during World War II named Jasper Maskelin. I oh, think that's how you pronounce his last name. Famous guy. Who they, they, used, uh, they used him to create subterfuge during the war. Right. And according to Redfern, in the hills of Italy, they constructed something that sounds a little bit like a Flatwoods monster. It was to breathe fire and, and, and make all kinds of noise and everything. It was supposed to scare the 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 populace there, the the the, the people in the rural areas wow. to, uh, to try and and, and help uh, with the war effort. Hey, switch but, it. Uh, switch. Yes. You're taking another swipe at the Italians there, right? Well, that was that was Nick Redfern, you know, and you know he's he's a Brit, so maybe uh, there's some kind of you know, uh, uh, know. tension there that we just don't know about. Last week's show, you're one of your best buds, Mac. Yes, yes, it's great to grow up among Italians. <laughs> and I know Nick too; he's a really good guy and a, a great researcher. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, so I, we should do a show on that guy. Uh, his last name sounds like mescaline or something. What's what's his uh, name? Yeah, there's a, there's a huge. I've got a huge paperback on this guy. Mm -hmm. He uh, he was quite a quite a this guy. This is what he did to get the information together we, we, to do him justice. But yeah, he would definitely be a great uh, show for X they, they came to him. He's a magician. Okay, before the war, and so the war starts. So you know the. Um, the British uh, Secret Service came to him and they said, listen, we want you to use your gift of illusions to, you know, fool the enemy. So <clears throat> at a key part of the war, the the um, port of Alexandria, uh, you know, in Egypt on the Mediterranean Sea was like the most important port in the, in the whole world at this point because if the British didn't win there, blah, blah, blah. So the British wanted to, you know, and the, the Germans would show up every night to bomb it. So what he did was he had everyone in, in the city, turn off their lights, and then he recreated the lights. He took a picture of it, the lights, and he recreated the lights of the city like three miles down the beach, and they bombed that instead. And they bombed it for like a week, and they thought they were bombing the port, and it was actually three or four miles down, the, you know, and to do that, and he did stuff like he had mirrors along the Suez Canal, and he had searchlights, uh, you know, reflect off the mirrors. So you know how they have searchlights when bombers are going over? Well, he had like a thousand searchlights. They couldn't see. 
they just turn around and go away. I mean, he's quite a character, too. I mean, he, yeah, they should have given him a medal, but I guess he was a real kind of crank, too, and he was always getting in trouble and stuff. But we should do a show on that. So anyway, okay. Yeah, it's fascinating. Flatwoods Monster. Okay, it happened in West Virginia. I bet you there's going to be a book just of all the stuff that happens in West Virginia when it comes to this stuff, supernatural. And, and you know what happened one month after the uh, Flatwoods Monster? In, in October of 1952? Go ahead. I was born. Oh, you? Wow. There's no <laughs> connection. In West no Virginia? Connection. Okay, there's no connection. Cool. Oh. Well, hmm. So anyway, all right, thank you, Raven, for that. We appreciate yeah. that. Oh, and there's one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, so I, I discussed this with Mac previously. Um, there is uh, another hidden gem of West Virginia called the uh, Mystery Hole. <laughs> I, I live nowhere near there. You don't. You nope. don't. I, again, I looked it up. Okay. But um, it's kind of like a little uh, sideshow attraction. And again, if you're road tripping and you happen to uh, drive by Anhurst, Anherd. Amherst. How do you say it? Anherd County. Sure. It's like it's right on the side of the road, and it's um, it's really hard to find information on this actually because they don't allow photography. Oh. They really want to keep it uh close to the chest. Yes. But if you're already driving past it, you might as well stop by. Um, apparently there are balls that roll uphill, uh, <laughs> and the rooms are kind of. It's like gravity doesn't really exist. Oh, things, uh -huh. are, things are a little wonky there. Mm -hmm. so I would definitely check that out as well. Um, there's, a, uh, little... there's a place in New Hampshire called Mystery Hill, and that's what it is. Like stuff goes up, appears to roll uphill and stuff. Right, X? Mystery Hill? Yes. Uh, America's Stonehenge. Yeah, right. that too. Yeah. In Salem, okay. New Hampshire. Yeah, we never uh, we never talk about current things, but how about you know someone blowing up that America's Stonehenge there down in Georgia and the stuff that was written on it was really weird. I knew it was down there, but I never really read what there was on there. But it was like an old science fiction book or something, you know, prophecies or something. Something about how to yeah how to how to how to restart the uh, the world if the, if yeah. the result of a disaster. But it had stuff in there about it was. Uh, Something like we should only have five million people on the planet, oh. uh, ideally. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, how do we achieve that? I don't really want to. You don't want to know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was in like what twelve different languages. I yeah, think? yeah, it very was strange. Like that. It, yeah, it was wild. Who built it? Who built it? The Georgia no. Georgia Guidestones. Is that yeah. What yes. Yeah. Right. No. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I don't wacky, know if anyone knows who built it. And then and then they blew it up. <laughs> Blew it up. It a, you know, it was a secret thing. A guy walks into a bank with a briefcase of money and like nobody knew really who it was or where it came from. Go ahead. What? And he paid to have that thing built? Yeah, he, really? he set up some foundation or something. As far as Supposedly I it was the Rosicrucians, but I have no idea. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably tell you. Yeah, everybody had a rumor. Yeah. I think people would advertise in popular mechanics would uh, yes, you know, yes. create a. Uh, I'd like to take a, a uh, Rosicrucian to the racetrack. Because they supposedly can, you know, can tell the future very kind of accurately. Ever hear that about them? I, I have not. Okay. Anyway, okay, this is all about you, Switch. <laughs> can you can you take the excitement? Uh, listen, I, I am uh, I am experiencing pulse pounding excitement really? even as we speak. Okay, all right, and club free, club free. I, I know. <laughs> my 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 damper is not here. My uh, you know. 
my, my foil, my nemesis. Yes. He's not here right now. So take that, club. <laughs> well, anyway, okay, so. Go um, Lex Luthor. <laughs> Lex Luthor. Yes. Let me just, you know, real quick, then we're going to take a break. So at what point does someone sit down to people at, at, at uh, whoever makes the DC movies? What is it? Who, is that Disney or someone? You know, we just we talked about the no, Batman movie last week. Marvel oh. is Disney. I don't okay. know who owns DC. You have to Search sit down. Light? And, I don't know. Is that a thing? Leprechauns, I think. And, and say, yeah. these things are terrible. You know, how do they not know that they're bad? But they're all bad, and they don't get it. They they don't get that all you do is take a one of the comic books and do a movie for whatever the story were in the comic books. You know, it's not... Mr. Freeze freezing the whole town. It's not Gotham City being completely flooded. It's not, you know, as I said, George Clooney on a surfboard, you know, flying above a city. Come on. You know, just he's My a good— My brother owns it. He's a good detective, you know. Okay. What was that? Go ahead. Well, Jojo. I mean, JJ. What'd you say? Warner, Warner Brothers. Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. That okay. makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But I don't know. Really, really bad. And the Marvel movies are better, I guess, right? I haven't seen a Marvel movie. Yeah, not I would that say generally, bad. yes. Uh, the, the DC— Gets it right once in a while, but uh, name one. Marvel screws up sometimes too. They've had a couple of turkeys, but generally speaking, I think they've done a pretty good job. Marvel, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I, yeah, some of them. Yeah, I saw yeah. a Marvel. Uh, Raven, don't don't contradict me. It's my show, damn it. No, I'm, no, okay, no. it's your show. That's so right. I mean, but I just watched the Bob's Burgers movie, and it was so good. <laughs> Did anyone else watch it? It was a ten, right? I, I, I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, well, <laughs> Lonely no. Larry's always oh, telling me to watch that show. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think it into it. All right. I've watched Bob's Burgers. Uh, the kids here love Bob's Burgers. I, I tune in every so often. It's kind of funny, but you got to really stick with it. Hang in there with a. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's funny, and then sometimes it's wicked stupid. I'm going, what the hell's going on? But. Mm-hmm. It's a fan favorite, Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. I just huh? bought meatballs on DVD. <gasps> Me- the, the oh my special God. edition where they got all the commentaries. Oh, and yes. Special I edition. I've that movie probably since I was nine. No, it's, it's a great flick. And the way when you hear about the way it came together, it was you know it, it almost didn't work. But uh, what yeah, t- what's the name of the movie? Who did the, the music for that? X. The composer for the, <laughs> It was no. It was Elmer Bernstein. Elmer wow. Bernstein, who did To Kill a Mockingbird. He needed a mortgage payment. Westerns and all that stuff did the instrumental part. Yeah. So what's the name of the movie? Meatballs. See, Bill take, Murray, you know, yeah, summer camp. Taking Are another swipe the summer? at the oh, Italians. Yeah, okay. Meatballs, Spaceballs, the they're all great. Right. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> meatballs mean something different back in our neighborhood, but that's probably another yeah, show. Yeah, it does indeed. <clears throat> so anyway, huh? Wow. Switchy. So you were looking forward to that? Uh, you know, is it with the director well, yeah, commentary? I had it a long time ago, and I haven't, uh, you know, haven't watched it for a while. And then I, I remember they, they, it has another disc in it that has all kinds of extra stuff. And it's funny. I mean, I love to hear about the way uh, films were conceived and how they came together and all mm-hmm. the, the accidents mm-hmm. that came together to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the commentary that, tracks. The thing about Elmer Bernstein is they, they couldn't really afford him. So they said, hey, would you take a percentage? Oh. And it turns out that's the most he ever oh, made money oh, oh, on. Yeah, I'll bet. Because he took a percentage. Wow. That's good so thinking. Check it out. Lincoln. But Raven likes it only because it has that stiff, uh, what's his name in it, right? Bill Murray, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Come on. You like Bill Murray? Murray? I love him. Well, what don't you like about Bill he's not I want to leave Mr. Raven for him, but unfortunately, every I can't. American loves Bill Murray. You would find he's not funny, Raven. You would want to come hey, back. 
it just doesn't matter. Why? <laughs> if he's a comedian, you should laugh at him. Let me tell you a story about him in the in the freaking golf movie. Don't get me going here. What was Caddyshack? The Caddyshack. Okay. I've said this before. Movie. Watch the movie Caddyshack, and you can see what happened was they filmed it, and, and they thought it wasn't funny, in quotes. So they got Bill Murray. He was filming another movie, and all his scene, most of his scenes are just him and the, and the, and the rat or whatever he's doing. And, and Chevy Chase in one scene. Yeah, okay, right. And, but mm-hmm. for the most part, he's kind of like plunked in there because he's the, the gardener or something, right? And that's what— The groundskeeper. —was enough to make it funny— <laughs> And, and it was you a, just corrected the head of the show. Yeah, that's okay. Oh my god! I'm I never sorry. saw it. I never saw the freaking belief. thing. I would never, you know. I never saw it. I don't think he's funny. You know, the little bits and pieces I've seen of it, just not funny. It's funny because they tell you it's funny. You know, no. It's funny. You know, it's, it's a funny, funny movie. Mad, mad, mad world. It's a funny movie. Come on, you I, sit there and I, you laugh for two hours. That was just on hours. again the other day, and I didn't mean to watch it. Mm-hmm. But I start watching it, you and can't it, stop. It, it flips around to all the different characters that are trying to get to the big W, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just hilarious. It's a whole funny, funny movie, and it's not, you know, Bill Murray, sorry. Plus, he's a creep, you know. He's got thrown off a movie because he was, you know, you know, just not not nice to the women involved. Raven, you should be outraged. I can see the outrage already. I can see it too. The bun is shaking. One of the two most popular shows on whatever it is now. Uh, there's two most popular that are the most watched. One of them is um, uh, The Terminal List. Right. Yeah, yes. Oh, I got to watch that. That looks yeah. good. Another Wingman book. It, and and, and it's, it's just tearing it up. And the other one. Uh, the other popular movie, or whatever it is, is not Downtown Abbey. <laughs> wow. Turn, the, right. turn okay. the page. Just tell him Downton Abbey. Down, right. down, it's Downton Downton Abbey. Abbey. He knows uh, that. Downtown Abbey is probably probably just thinks, but Downton mm-hmm. Abbey was well done. You know, it's a good um, binge watcher is the new season of Call the Midwives. Oh, jeez. Trust me on this. Wow. And then I haven't seen what? it. What? No. That's why they're oh, just birthing they, babies. I don't no. know. Yeah, what are you going to call them for? It, it's, yeah, I, I agree with Raven on that. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I mean, also, so I different. It's that. like the stories are more edgy and they like give you the creeps. <laughs> and going, edgy. It's a period piece. I like that part about it, but that's it. Edgy yeah. midwives. Let's do a show about edgy it's a period midwives. piece about women that uh, aren't having the period. They're getting okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, I got I to gotta edit this, man. But it's really, it's well done, actually. <laughs> it sounds it. Well, the, the photography is maybe amazing. maybe we should have uh, um, Jocko do a report on. Uh, I was, was going to say Jocko looks like he's ready to go up. <laughs> what do you think about that? That's really good. On which one? The, this would be funny. Train, no, All the midwives. Railroad children. I, I never, never really children. watched it. Uh, listen, this would be funny. One of those. I, I was going to say, Jocko, would you watch a? Um, how long is down? To, how how long is it? What is it? Five shows in a series, or is it more than that? How many how many seasons? How many it, seasons uh, are there? I think six. And how many shows would you say a season? About um, 15. Oh, that was that many? They, 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 they had short, shorter seasons, maybe more like a dozen, 10 or 12. Yeah, like sure. There's like uh, two movies now. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Is, are the movies yeah. like the TV show? Yeah, what well, was a TV show initially? And, and I know, then, but uh, I mean, like it, they're interchangeable, basically, the characters sure. and stuff. So. Hey, JoJo, would you watch the first Downtown Abbey movie and give us a movie review? <laughs> 
And I'm like, I, haven't even, I haven't even I haven't even watched one of these things. Right. That's what that's the beauty of it. You know, you'd be hitting it for the so first you want time. You want me to watch the first movie? Or yes. The first, episode, the first movie. The first movie. <laughs> no, first you movie. Don't understand well, the action. You can turn on the closed captioning. No. Yeah, what's it? What's it? I, do. I don't even know. I, if you I, tell me where to find it or what it's called. Oh, yeah. Like, it's on, uh, we'll find it for you on Netflix. But you sit there and watch it and then you give us a review what you thought, what you thought of I, I it. I could tell you right now. <laughs> you don't know that, but go ahead. <laughs> Same. Go ahead. Well, uh, is it thumbs up or thumbs down? Don't don't even do the thumb. All right, be <laughs> be uh, be surprised. Okay, see, maybe you'll like it. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, yeah, hey, you, you should know. have him do uh, how about sure, British comedies. Well, we don't have we don't want him to have some. More. I, some I like. Uh, okay, all right, but just watch this and just give us your report, okay? It can be as short as the thumb going in some direction, or you can write a little English composition. Okay, uh-huh. and it's got to be the well. I have to have one, like one, one, one. You, you tell me what what it is, and I'll, okay. I don't know what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, the, okay. The well, series that I don't even know these movies. I don't even know. Yes. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. So. Don't it's even a, let them be virgin territory. Right, but you want that, me to watch the movie? The first, the first picture? Yes. Like movie, yeah, a, a movie. There was a uh, movie uh, released Excel, a couple yeah. years after the, right, downtown, the first one. And, and, Abbey series. But you like the movie because you got into the characters for several years on the TV show. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the way to. Well, he's down to got to watch 15 episodes of it. it it's torture what I'm asking. If you just haven't watched the pilot episode of the series, it'd be a lot shorter. And you uh, could, uh, you know, get in and get out and quick. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, well, hey, Jocko, let, no. let me give you a warning. I'm, how, I'm looking for help here, X. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, X. If you, if you watch it, the more you watch it, the lower your IQ goes. Oh, come on. Well, <laughs> I don't know how much I got left. So. Look at the lawyer. Look at him. He doesn't look like a serial killer. Hey, we shouldn't take this crap, I don't think. Uh, Raven, go ahead. You, you were going to say something. Them. They don't know good entertainment. <laughs> I, I was going to suggest. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I feel like maybe this time would be better spent watching Bob's Burgers. And the uh, Bob's Burgers but you know he's going to like that. It's so I haven't been able to get through any of those episodes. We'll talk about it. Oh. I don't know if I can watch the movie. Bobby's Burgers. Well, it's like a Simpsons, the, right? The with the hat. Isn't it like Simpsons? Why she wear them ears? Louise? Oh, she's the cutest. But why she got them ears on for years and years? They actually finally the explain ears. it in the movie. After 10 years of the show being on, they finally explain it in the movie. Sure, it's, been on that long. it's been on 10 wow. years? Uh, actually, I think 11 now at this point. Are you talking about Bob's Burgers? Is that Bob's a Seth McFarlane, uh, operation, too? No, I can't stand him. He sucks. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know he did a bunch of them things. He did a bunch of them. It seemed like. Ugh, no, this is, um, I don't know who does this, actually. They're better. I got to look that well, up. You figure out which one you want me to watch and what's what. No, okay. Watch. Now we, we have an all-out war at this point. What? Is it Downton Abbey or Bob's Burgers? Yes. I, I, I want all those animated comedies to be as good as The Simpsons. And they just, I mean, I, I, what year happen. is it? Simpsons is gonna, it like Victorian times? Or? Yeah, it's a bit, around World War One. It's going to be boring, man. You're going to freaking hate it's it. Just, but, it actually starts before World War One because yeah. it does. Yeah. Some of the characters the actually are in the war. Yeah. In the are they second often, season, right? Are they off in the Boer War? Or what's yeah, the no, no, they're, they're, they're uh, fighting uh, uh, Germany, attacking England. Yeah. Oh, sorry, before are that, we recording? World War One. Yes, we recording. We are on the year. Uh, this is part of the show. Yeah, I, mean, I might, I might enjoy that. I like that. You know, I like history. And, I don't uh, think we are. are we? I'll, I'll see what I. If you tell me what the, you want me to do. And Holy cow! I want you to watch Railroad Children. Okay. Hang oh on. no! Well, that's not too bad. No, no, I'm talking about this 
Downington Inn or whatever. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out off here. Yeah. So why don't we do this? We have to do yes. this because Goose Down Abbey. Lily James is in it around season five. <laughs> I don't even know who she is. Switch over to season five. Watch a little bit of the other seasons and switch into season five. You just you just like her. And then just realize how Lady Rose is portrayed by Lily. the lovely what's her, and talented what's her real Lily. Name? Oh, remember Lily the uh, the nasty one in the beginning, JJ? Yeah, uh, listen to these two guys. I love the them. Lady yeah, Lady, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Washwomen. And where do the UFOs come in in downtown Abbey? Do they land on the roof they, or something? Are there any shootings or murders? Or? Which episode do you talk yes. about switching? Right, so what, as you talk. Uh, the the, uh, the woman in, in the beginning, the uh, we're gonna go to a commercial. Can't break. think of the name. Uh, the you got the, the two uh, head all people. right, Switchy. I'm starting to right, there. We go. We're get gonna concerned go. about you. We're <laughs> gonna go. Mad. Adorations the, about uh, you. And now the lady in waiting. The, 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 the okay. woman that took care of the main woman there. They're the real nasty. Uh, she didn't. As they continue the discussion about yeah. downtown Abbey, we're gonna take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to McMillan's Mills Tracks so Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. So until you hear us next time, this is Mac Maloney for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and... Bye-bye. Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen, what do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world? And where would that be, one one? Only the Starboard Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport, and we're in Exeter. But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me... They have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and registration. Where's the fire? You clowns going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard Galley, Newburgh. The great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best beef. Super fresh buns. Great toppings. Plus, it's only 20 minutes away from Exeter, 25 from Portsmouth. Not with a police escort, buddy. Light them up, Switchblade. Starboard Galley. They're here. That's the Starboard Galley, 55 Water Street, Newburyport. Great seafood and the best hamburger in the world. And tell them Juan wants at you. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Bone Tracks. I'll show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Um, and we have one more segment to go in what has been a uh, surprising show in many ways. And we've probably lost the entire country of Italy, who uh, might have been listening to us over there. <laughs> and probably half, <laughs> of great, overreacting, Mac. half of Great Britain as well. But it's been a fun show. It's been all about Switchy, all about Switchy tonight, because Switchy has been uh, with us about six or seven years, I guess. Um, wrote me a fan letter, and here it is. People are writing you fan letters. So the circle is complete, isn't it, they're switching? We need uh, Darth Vader to say that. Now the circle is complete. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see that movie either. Okay. But, <laughs> okay. interesting. Okay, so listen. Yeah, no, I like the first Star Was that the first Star Wars movie? That was the first one. I'll and tell you. Before he uh, mows down Obi-Wan Kenobi. Huh. He says, uh, 
well, he babbles on something about Obi-Wan. He says, now, of course, it's it's uh, James Earl Jones yes. that says, now the circle is complete. Can you do it in his voice? I cannot. Okay. I, don't want, I wouldn't want to embarrass Good guy, my yeah. military X-Files by trying to sound like James Earl Jones. I'll be funny, though. But listen, Juan Juan, as you know, I went to film school. And, <laughs> I know you did. And we studied. I had film experience, well, too. We studied no. Star Wars as part of film school, and it had just come out. I mean, you know, it was literally down the theater in the way that they – Edited that movie and the mm-hmm. quick cuts of the yep. airplane of the fight fights in outer space and stuff, and um, for its time, it was you know it was very very kind of novel at its time. Now you see everything is almost always like that, but just quick cutting stuff. Everything is moving at the same time, yeah. no matter what. Really good, really. Even really, the opening credits was uh, yeah. pretty interesting. Sucks you right in, you know, yeah. with with that whole idea of the, of the words passing by the screen and they're yes. going up into nothing. Yes. You know where that comes from. It okay. comes from the old Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon oh, series. Yeah, that has Sometimes right. every episode that opened up, you'd see the recap, mm-hmm. and it would go across up the, up the screen like that and disappear. And it was very much a um, like a nod to those you know, Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers and stuff, because right. up until that point, science fiction movies weren't, you know, they weren't really uh, blockbusters. You know, they were just kind of like B-movies, which a lot of them are great. But that kind of, you know, that and Close Encounters eventually and stuff um, – you know, brought it kind of science fiction into the big kind of blockbuster type movie thing. And, and, and Star Wars is great. Let me, let me just say one thing about that. Remember the cantina scene, of course. Yes. They're in the bar, and they're trying to find a somebody that's going to fly them to Alderaan. <laughs> and uh, remember, in one part, they're talking to a kind of a normal-looking Earthman. Well, George Lucas wanted to bring in Buster Crabb, the guy <laughs> that played Flash Gordon, the guy that played Buck Rogers, and they wouldn't back then. He didn't have the clout. They wouldn't pay for him to fly him in to be oh, that scene, get and out. that's a crime. Really? Yeah, huh? Hey, uh, Judge Lucas, I know, is kind of an odd guy, let's say, but and he doesn't really direct. You know, that's a whole other show, but he really doesn't direct actors and stuff. But when he got that movie deal for Star Wars, his secretary, who had been with him, I guess, for a while, he, he gave her two points, and points in the biz is whatever the profit is, you're going to get two percentage points of the profit. And she like became a multimillionaire, you know, wow, probably really? many times over because he kind of spread wow. the wealth around, you know. Good for her. Yeah, which is very was rare. Was girlfriend or something? No, no. <laughs> why do you have to? Why do you have to? Sm- <laughs> Even gave some Maybe, they, maybe always, she was. There's always some kind of connection. You like think that. so? Like Carrie Fisher and so forth, he gave them extra bonuses. Did it, yeah. What they were going to make because... The film did so well. They did. Um, he, he was on, um, yeah, he was always behind, you know, the, the deadlines and stuff. So when he went in and showed them like a real rough cut, instead of showing them those, the space fighter scenes where they're zooming in, he showed them old World War One movies of, of airplanes, biplanes shooting at each other. He says, it's going to be like that, but it's going to be really sped up. And they said, okay, great. And, you know, that's how we got the rest of the movie made and stuff. And, and look what it's become, you know, it's become... Star Wars and Star Trek. That's like the it two. It became industrial light and magic. Yeah. Doing I haven't seen that stuff for everybody else. There's a few of them, boy. That's Star Wars 4, whatever, about you know the trade unions and all that stuff. Oof, uh, sorry. Really bad. Really, really bad. And that was that. I checked out after that. So, anyways, yeah. Switchy, first yes. of all, I have two questions to ask. Have I introduced everyone? Yeah. Well, real, okay, real quick. Famous Juan Juan is here. I'm going to go check a boy. Yep, still here. Okay. <laughs> Our uh, good friend up in Sideways, New York, Raven, is there. Hi. Jocko is here. I think he's still smiling after that anti-Italian Hello. comment. Hello. Still here. Uh, X is here and also. Hi, guys. Switch Rooney is here. And it's all about Switch tonight. First of all, question number one, Switch. 
Of course. What did you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, I went to, uh, what's it called? It's a Chinese restaurant. Uh, it's breakfast. In, in or something like that? Or uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, I, 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 I apologize. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and I had uh, breakfast. Well, it was it was late in the morning. It was still morning, but uh, I had uh, uh, some kind of shrimp dish with uh, vegetables and a, and a salad. Yes. And uh, the only thing I had to worry about were these uh, mushrooms. But the the mushrooms are giant, so I could spot them. Yes. You know, sometimes you get these stealth mushrooms that yes. you accidentally eat, and that's yes. no good. So I was able to set them on the side, and they, they were the size of huge burritos or or uh, I don't know. Just huge boulders, so they were they were easy to pick out. And, wow, huh? Uh, had a coke and, and a uh, coke. That was it. So, were you afraid that you'd go on like a trip, as the kids say, if you ate that mushroom? Is that the angle? No, they just don't <laughs> taste good. No, it wouldn't taste good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've moved away from mushrooms. I, you know, I'm with you, Switch. Ever since I saw the movie Phantom Threads, <laughs> yes, with uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Go ahead. It, it didn't take a movie for me, JJ. It was from the time I was a kid. I knew they were no good. Listen, let me just, I just want to ask someone, X, do you eat mushrooms ever? the ones that were found on trees and stuff, right? Toadstools. <laughs> X, have you ever eaten mushrooms? X. Well, first, I want to say, Switchy has moved on from frosted flakes. That's true. And, and uh, makes a good point. strawberries to yeah. this exotic stuff. Yep. Chinese food for breakfast. Yeah, shrimp for breakfast. And, and, uh, my breakfast is dry toast with cinnamon on it mm-hmm. and one boiled egg. Oh, that's right. Try a little honey in there. Put a little but honey on it. I do indeed. Uncle Al's like honey. mushrooms on rare occasions. Hmm. When he wants to treat himself. Yeah, huh? Okay, yeah, I could never eat shrimp. I'm allergic, allergic to shrimp. I don't think I'd ever in all my years go to a, a Chinese restaurant for breakfast. That's one thing. I've eaten Chinese food for breakfast, leftovers. But going to a place in the morning... Precisely my point. Doesn't Four appeal to switchy. me. Mac. Yes. I used to go for lunch to that all-you-can-eat buffet place in Salisbury. Oh, yeah, the China Buffet, sure. But, yeah. That place oh, was excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Chicken 12 ways. Oh, yeah. Paid an extra half for a pot of tea. But this, yeah, oh. to go for the rest of the day. This place was great. I mean, of all the, yep. those kind of places, they would load, They had so much food, and it was just so well done. And they had, like, you know, non-Chinese food there, too. And you just mm-hmm. go in and pay, American like, stuff. eight yep. bucks and, and eat as much as you want. It was nuts. Just the whole concept of all you can eat is always a big turn on for me. That's yeah. why I, that's why I love Las Vegas. It only works with Chinese food or Italian food when you really think about it. So anyway, I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I I, I was going to say that. Um, no, go ahead. Really, Jojo, we're talking about food. I, I, I was just going to say I could tell you what I had night before last. You go asked ahead. me what I ate last night. I wish you would ask me before the night Sunday. Go ahead. I made. A, I took some nice Italian ported semolina. Uh, the little angel hair nests, they come in like little nests, right? You know, like it's like a little nest, it's like a bird nest. Yes. You throw it right in the water with a lot of oil, salt, you uh-huh. boil it up. Then I had chicken Kiev. Now, if you make that mm-hmm. right and you get it where once you cut that open, all that butter and that yep. garlic comes pouring out mm-hmm. right on top of that little piece of heaven, man, that mm. angel hair with some garlic and oil and uh-huh. a little parsley in there. Oh, my God. I'm stuck. Oh, man. Oh, man. This uh, is what happened last week. Yeah, and it took like that. I made it like within 30 minutes. Yeah. You could just like say, Mac knocked on the door. Hey, what are you eating? Come on in. I thought it was in New York. Mm-hmm. Come on in. Did you eat yet? 
Yeah. Yeah. My grandma would be like, get him over here and have him sit down. Yeah, eat, Granny. <laughs> no, no, you got to sit down. Have something. You yeah. can't go. You can't leave the house unless you eat. Oh, God. Yes. Oh. Again, you know? It's like, yep. All right. Well, when we have you brother. the whole thing. Okay. Raven yes, has had three times a week. <laughs> three oh, times a week. What? what? Exactly what you described. Right, Raven? Chicken Kiev with garlic and oil on angel hair. <laughs> she, just, uh, she just came in on this conversation. Believe me, you didn't miss anything. Um, I'm, I'm very sorry. I had to step out for a second. Switch was eating the yeah. Chinese food for breakfast. Yeah, That's man. it. <laughs> Unless I was like Mac, probably half told well, we, uh, the just day, left and off. You drank it. anything. Cold okay. pizza, cold Chinese food. It didn't matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not heated <laughs> out, but I've had you know. But then I've had just about everything for breakfast. But I wouldn't go out. You know, I'd rather just kind of. But anyway, well, wow, Switchy continues to amaze us. A couple of uh, egg rolls, mm. cold, oh. dunked in duck sauce. No. Yeah, for now, you know what the problem is all these egg roll joints, they get them made like in one factory somewhere. That way, you go in there, they used to have little grandma in there making them, and they were so delicious because every one of them was different. It was so full of meat. And you know, when they make them, crispy. they make an Acme egg roll factory, right? Yeah, it's not the same, they're all just nothing but cabbage. It's probably in West Virginia somewhere. Yeah. Wow, okay, probably, yeah. so, egg roll factory. So anyway, switchy one, one, you're not getting egg rolls anymore. You're getting spotted deck. Oh, come on. <laughs> what is it? Blood pudding. That's oh, yeah. breakfast for the rest of your life while you're there. I, know. I, I want to clarify. Yes, I thought of you. I want to qualify. I want to qualify this. It was not me. Yes. It was some other person. Thank you. Hey, yeah. hey X, on the BBC channel, there's a, there's a uh, Scottish BBC channel that is in Gaelic. <laughs> you mean Cleon? Cleon. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I, I clicked on it and went, "Wow, this is really good yeah. stuff." Yeah, if, it's only X would be able to translate it for right. me. But phrases you need to know. Where's the local bar? No, wait, I shouldn't say that. That's <laughs> inappropriate. So anyway, wow. Well, we're gonna go back to Steve. It's all about uh, Switch tonight, and um, he has a report on a favorite subject of mine, the scare ships, which is pretty aptly named, right? Switch. We'll, we'll put it in your bumper here. And now, it's time for another story from the lost annals of the paranormal. It's time for Steve Ward's Report from the Fringe. Okay, Swiss, tell us about the scare ships, please. This will probably have to be part one because this is kind of a long report. Okay. But uh, the sources for this are uh, Nigel Watson's book on scare ships. And it's a, a survey of phantom airship scares between 1909 and 1918. These things uh, were, were all over the place. Of course, we're, we're very familiar with the uh, 1897 airships that uh, went across the U.S., uh, sort of uh, almost Victorian-like uh, like dirigibles and so forth, something out of Jules Verne. And, uh, but there were many, many of these phantom ships all over the world and in different time periods. Um, there are several other authors that uh, contributed to this. And if we get to it, uh, John Keel, talks a lot about the uh, ghost flyers. Uh, he, uh, he actually corresponded with a gentleman from Sweden and he got a lot of information that wasn't really available to us uh, from this event in the thirties. But, but starting out with uh, the scare ships, um, uh, the, uh, 
in there, they quote uh, Jenny Randalls, who's a great British researcher. And uh, she has a great article in an old issue of Flying Saucer Review and talks about an incident in 1901. There was a 10-year-old boy. He, he encounters this, this craft, sort of a box-like structure comes down. Uh, there's two small human-looking men, close-fitting, like military-type uniforms. All this sounds very familiar. And uh, this is near Bornbrook, West Midlands. Uh, they had helmets with two wires sticking out of them. And uh, when they returned to their craft, a flash of light shone out and they heard, he heard a whooshing sound and it zipped over the nearby rooftops. Uh, Jenny Randall's uh, point is that this is almost a, a bridge between the, the classic majestic airships of 1897 through the US and uh, the, which later on became sort of a, uh, well, they were sort of mechanized Victorian-like airships and sort of a bridge between the more modern, uh, supposedly electromagnetically powered spaceships. So it's very interesting the way that these things seem to evolve. Uh, in a different era, some of these things may have looked uh, demonic. I mean, the two antenna coming out of these guys' heads or helmets may have been uh, construed as horns or something like that. Now, uh, uh, in, in 1912, on the island of Muck <laughs> in the uh, Hebrides, Hebrides, sorry, forgive me for my mispronunciation. Two boys on a beach were approached by two tiny boys in green vests. They felt like they were under a spell. The, uh, the tiny boat uh, had this beautiful cabin. This is like a, a typical ferry experience. And they were invited on board, but they knew they shouldn't do that. And uh, the, the point here was that they're, again, breaking the gap between some modern day UFO experiences and some of the ferry encounters. Now, the thing about the scareship era, uh, while in, uh, in the US in 1897, these airships, they were, the airships people were seeing were definitely ahead of the, um, the technology of the time. Uh, dirigibles and zeppelins really hadn't developed very far. But in the scareship era, there were planes, uh, there were flying craft, although the, the stuff during the scareship era still seemed to be beyond the technology of a lot of these things. There, there were some uh, 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 common aspects to these. Uh, there were uh, uh, always some kind of a rumor about an inventor, a mysterious inventor somewhere. There was a mysterious inventor in Iowa in 1897 that was responsible for a lot of these things. The thing is that uh, the, the airships, uh, I mean, modern, uh, modern day uh, airplanes, airships, they would have problem on takeoff and landing. Uh, the actual airplanes were, were small and flimsy and had a limited range uh, because, uh, and here's, here's something that came out of the Daily Mail. This is after a wave of these things occurred. This is 1909, May 1909. Notice hereby given, the Lords of the Admiralty offer a reward of 100 pounds to the first person that sights an airship and doesn't have a fit, 500 pounds for the person that doesn't run away, 1,000 pounds to the person who uh, actually calms himself and controls himself sufficiently to send a telegram to the War Office. A pension uh, for like will be given to the, to the uh, uh, sighter if the airship turns out to be German manufacturer. You see, the thing is, they were always thinking it was the Germans doing this or some foreigners. Um, there was, a, there had, was in England in this time period, England and Germany had been building up tensions. Uh, the uh, Germans had built the dreadnought uh, battleships 
And uh, that was responsible for a lot of the tension that existed in England. Uh, 1908, 1909, there were spy scares, there were invasion scares, there were, there were all kinds of uh, uh, conspiracy theories and beliefs that the Germans were trying to infiltrate England. Uh, now, but there were several sightings of uh, pretty much these torpedo-shaped objects. Now, often they would have a powerful searchlights and they would make a whirring noise. Uh, May 1909, the skipper of a, a fishing smack, which is a traditional fishing boat called the Superb, J.H. Stockman reported that in October 1908, when fishing in the North Sea, he had seen what at first he thought was just a large star. It looked like it was rising out of the water. As it approached the boat, it was one of these torpedo-shaped craft. Uh, he signaled it with a red flare. It answered with a red flare. And then he signaled with a white flare and it signaled back with a blue flare. I don't know what the significance of that was, but it was, uh, he called it uh, a sausage shaped. It carried a single light. Um, many sightings of these uh, torpedo-like craft had, had very powerful uh, lights on them. Uh, uh, Constable Kettle in Cambridgeshire, uh, it was uh, March 23rd. He, uh, and this is again, 1909. He, uh, he saw one of these things pass overhead. He heard some kind of a motor or engine of some kind. It's interesting that, uh, that even though these things were in advance of our technology at the time, or apparently so, uh, they, they still were, were definitely a far cry from you know, our, our, our modern day UFO sightings, uh -huh. the, the, uh, the craft that can maneuver uh, very quickly and, and take off very quickly. Uh, Mr. Edgerton, a London businessman, this is near Clacton on Sea in Essex. He lived in High Cliff House, which stood on a cliff's edge, uh -huh. uh, two miles outside of Clacton. On May 7th, 1945 p.m., he sees one of these long, dark torpedo shaped, he called it a balloon, high overhead. And uh, it had two bright lights on it, and it, it went away and it disappeared. The following morning, in the sandy grass near his house, near the cliff's edge, he saw something that looked like a large, slightly flattened football or soccer ball, and uh, it had a steel bar through it. Um, it was about five feet long. Uh, he didn't know what the heck it was. He it had a, a hard, like India rubber material, uh, part of it. Uh, on the, he said he read the words Mueller Fabric Bremen on it, and uh, printed on the the ballpark. Uh, the War Office uh, impounded it. What does that sound like? The the, uh, the men in black coming to take away a part of a, a strange craft. At least mm -hmm. it was assumed that it, it fell from the craft by some. The office claimed it was nothing more than a reindeer buoy used in target practice. Um, and he said the lettering was actually molar fabric Dramen, which was Norwegian. So to take away that, that German scare, I guess. Uh, no one was able to explain why the reindeer buoy showed up at that particular time. And then something that uh, has been happened that has been repeated uh, several times. 2 p.m. Sunday, the following Sunday, he's not home. Uh, his the servant is there. This is May 16th. Two, in quotes, foreigners showed up. Uh, they went to the very spot where this thing had fallen. Of course, it's long gone. And then they went to the back, some of the back houses behind the house where he had stored it. How would they know that? And they spent like something like five hours there till seven o'clock. The servant lady uh, was, went to, to leave to go to church. 
Well, they approached her on each side and started speaking at, to her in some kind of a language she didn't understand. It totally freaked her out. She ran back in the house and wouldn't come out again. So it's uh, who knows what this really meant, but it's almost like a, uh, a, a precursor to some of the uh, things that happen when people see strange objects that uh, uh, discard some of their material. And then somebody comes, some strangers come and try to silence it. And then uh, now that these things are seen everywhere. They're seen in Belgium, uh, in, in Cardiff, Wales, uh, a man named Lethbridge. This is May 18th, 1909. He at the top of Carfilly Mountain. Now, normally in the wintertime, he worked in winter months, he worked at the Cardiff docks. And in the summertime, he would travel with his Punch and Judy show. So at, he went to different schools. Well, he was uh, coming home at one, one time. He was, it, was, it was dark. He was walking over the uh, Car, Carfili uh, mountain. It's about 11 p.m. He turns a bend and, and, and at the summit, he sees a long tube-like affair laying on the grass on the roadside. He sees two men. They're wearing big, heavy fur coats, uh, uh, fur caps, sound like Russians almost, or at least a stereotype of Russians. He got uh, within 20 yards. They were startled by his, uh, him coming up on them. And he, uh, they, they grabbed something off the ground and their craft started to raise up off the ground. And they jumped after it got up a couple of feet, they jumped onto some undercarriage. And then it rose up slowly. It cleared the, uh, the uh, telegraph lines. And then two lights came on like electric lamps and then it sailed off toward Cardiff. Uh, he saw what looked like a couple of wheels on it as it lifted into the air. And at the tail end, it was it's kind, of, kind of like a fan-like affair. Um, two hours later, uh, a, a large group of people at the Cardiff docks saw an airship passing overhead, heading toward Bristol, suggesting that it may have been the same craft and it may have, been, uh, it may have uh, verified his sighting. Uh, they're also, when they inspected this, it sounds so much like modern day, they, there were landing marks, there were distinct, in quotes, distinct traces of a recent disturbance, and uh, where, where Lethbridge had seen the object, and it looked as if a plowshare had been dragged across it, <clears throat> long before the, uh, the, the very cool tripod landing marks, I guess, and again, there's rumors, always rumors of, of some kind of a mysterious inventor, and uh, in, in now in, in New Zealand, I don't know how much time we've got, but, but these things, there were several different waves and several different years. Then all, all of a sudden, these things start showing up in, in New Zealand. And it's uh, late July, early August, 1909. This is a long ways from, from the US, from Wales, from England, from, from, from Germany, who they, they always kept thinking that this, this had to do with Germany and, and some kind of advanced technology. Um, and, and some of these sightings in, in New Zealand were seen during the day. Uh, one of the first sightings, one of the first reports came from Kelso. This is July 23rd. Um, and, and it's noon. Uh, Mrs. James Russell and several school children, they see this, this black boat-shaped object. Uh, it's, uh, it, it passes overhead. It, it, it frightened her so much to the point that uh, this lady thought that the world, the end, the, the end of the world was coming. And uh, so she was preparing for the end of the world. It had a big wheel spin, spinning at the end that uh, reversed when it changed direction. So these things did have kind of a, a similar description. And who knows what the heck they actually were. Um, <clears throat> now, some, uh, now in some of these cases, when they would pass overhead, there were a few times when they 
claimed they heard the occupants talking. Uh, a major Mayfield during the British scare in 1909 also claimed that when one of these things passed over, he heard uh, hard guttural talking. Um, and when a, when, a, and when a black object with a searchlight uh, passed over. Klingons again. Um, and then the, uh, how are we doing on time, Mac? Uh, yeah, about two or three minutes. Can I just ask okay. you a quick question? Uh, and sure. then I have like two questions. In, in part one. In part two, we'll talk about what we didn't we talk about. merge into the uh, ghost, uh, ghost flyers mm -hmm. and, and the ghost, ghost rockets. Uh, ships. I mean, the ghost ships and the ghost flyers and ghost rockets. So you can uh, find an entry on scare ships in um, Mac Maloney's uh, UFOs in Wartime and the uh, Haunted Universe on sale everywhere. Uh, the interesting thing about it was, and I, you were talking about it earlier, is that this happened in 1909, yes. and the Germans at the time, uh, Zeppelin himself was like putting Zeppelins together in Germany, but uh, Germany was a 900-mile one-way trip, so 1,800 miles round trip, and the at that in 1909, the, Zepp, the only Zeppelins that were flying were tethered. They wouldn't let them off their tethering, you know, because it was still very much an experimental thing. And there was no way that they would fly down there that time of year and do an 1,800-mile round trip and do it all in one night, for instance. And also, I guess the winds blow would have blown them out onto the Atlantic if they were – all these reasons why they would not be Zeppelins yet. When people would see them, like you say, big searchlights, who would do – I mean, they, they, once again, they weren't trying to you know hide. So many people saw them. And, um, you know, but what were they? They were convinced they were German Zeppelins, but it's impossible for them to be German Zeppelins. So what – what were they, you know? How dangerous for them to fly at night as well. Mm, yeah, not Maneuver and land and take off. Yep. Yeah. So what was going on? I mean, I know at one point uh, that, uh, you know, the, the British press got involved in it, you know, and they had, like, guys on different hills 20 miles away from each other. And one would said, okay, one's going over me right now. And they would check the time and then... 20 miles away, his buddy's on the hill. Oh, it's going over us right now. And the thing was going like 220 miles an hour or some kind of crazy, you know, speed but like it, that. It, but it's not, it, it's, it, it was in advance of our time, as far as we knew. Mm. But it wasn't, it wasn't like the, the, the Tic Tac video. Right, yes. It wasn't like the incredible uh, uh, sightings we've seen right. from 47 so on. That's, again, people see, you know, the era they live in. You know what I mean? You know, there's no such thing as airships till like five years later. But people see in airships, and seeing as you said across the country, across Europe, Australia, people started seeing these airships, and people started seeing, like, hearing people voices, people voices on these things. One place in San Francisco, they they like someone let out a ladder, and a couple of people came down, and you know, hundreds of people saw these things. They're not all making it up. So you know, what were these things? Switching, and, and that sort of foreshadowed the other waves of strange. Uh, airplanes and so forth mm, yeah. it's the same kind of mystery yeah but where are they coming from like another why, world why are these giant airplanes maneuvering you know they, they would cut their engines right yeah uh, they and, and uh in, in remote areas and they could never find any base where they where mm -hmm. these things whether they be scare ships or ghost flyers they could never find bases where these things originated from We'll talk about that uh, next week or the following week. And the ghost flies that were flying over Scandinavia, yet they had pontoons as if they, they were seaplanes. And there wasn't any, you know, water that they could land on for like thousands of miles around. So another big mystery. Thank you, Switchy. Now I'd like to give Switchy a round of applause, please. Which we will sweeten up, baby. Thank you very much. I, I okay. really appreciate it. We appreciate your time with the Switch. Everyone loves the Switch. 
Everyone loves the Switch, as it turns out. Love him dearly. Thank you so much. Because he scares the hell out of us sometimes. That, well, that's why we love him so much. And rightly so. I was sing that cake song, uh, Love You Madly. Oh, okay. Don't you love you madly. We'll play that in the background for you, Switchy, okay? Okay, I'm, it's in my brain right now. Let me say goodnight and thank you to the crew, okay? First of all, let me start with X. X looks a little sleepy. Looks like he's ready for bed. X, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was wicked fun. Mm-hmm. I like every single one of you guys. So it's great to be here. And girls. We love you too, X. Aw, thanks, X. Yeah. I like you too. Really? She didn't say love. She said like. So just remember. Well, he said like. I didn't want to be weird about it. Oh. <laughs> why, you know, why start now? I guess. I'm, thank you. Jocko, thank you. We appreciate thank it. Thank you, sir. And I love you as well. Yes. We love you too. I'm Italian. That's the way we do it. That's the way I it is. That's right. I give you a hug. I can't help it. Yeah. Love Italian style. Adds I heard time. that. I heard that grown over there. Adds it's time. Yep. Yep. Well, I, I've been in love with Italian food since I grew up because, I, you know, as I said, I knew people, you know, it was good to know Italians when you're growing up. And just like the spaghetti, meatballs, I know all that other stuff is good. But like Brother Paul said last week, if you're going to prepare anything, what would you prepare? And he says, just like the spaghetti and meatballs thing with the sauce. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Man, yeah. Right. The whole deal, man. It's really good. You got yeah. everything. Thank you, George. Uh, let's see. I'm going to thank the man of the hour, Switcherino. Okay. You're going to be able to sleep after tonight. We already clapped for him. Let's clap for him again. It's only another 1835. Let's go. Well, I've got lots to do to get ready for my kitties. Oh, well, now it was all on a high point until you said that. Do you want me to take that out? <laughs> I'm so excited to see these little babies. Wow. I just want to see the, the chicks dig that stuff. Uh, well, you've been you misinformed. Wait, did, you, did you get them fixed? Because I heard you had a mail. On a there you go. I don't know. Well, well, I don't have them yet, and they're too little to get fixed. Oh. I, I, they're on the the agenda. You're never yeah, too little. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, wow. Problems over there, man. Don't uh, forget right now, it. Tomorrow I'm going to get sandboxes and uh, food and uh, oh, you know, toys. Deodorant. Cat yeah. carrier. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I'll Good get them some storybooks so I can read them stories. Let me ask you something. Switch it. Oh, that's so cute. We got two minutes so to go. Uh, 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 90 minutes. You know, you know Fanny Hill, Desire Under the Dwarf Maples. Uh, you know, uh, Switch. Lady Catterley's like? Lover, they'll love Switch. What do they look like? <laughs> oh, what do they look like? They look like cats. I think that Lady Catterley's Lover. <laughs> they look like cats. Hey, listen, <laughs> Switchy. Cats. Switchy, let me ask you something. Okay, yeah. you you strike me as more of a dog guy. Why aren't you getting some kind of big dog? Yeah. Some kind um, of Rottweiler. Or it's something. just that I. Uh, it, it's just, this is not a a, a large abode, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. And, yes. Uh, I wasn't really planning on, on getting any pets. It would be. <laughs> that's, uh, that's our I point. Know, the, the poor dog. I mean, if he's a, a little tiny dog, I yes. guess he could handle the house. No. But a, a big dog would be looking at you like. Where's the other rooms? Why isn't there an upstairs? You see, you know? Yeah, where's yeah. my food? What about your neighbor's dog there that you used to he used to come over and bum food off? Mulligan. You miss him? Oh, listen, I, miss, I miss Mulligan, man. I, yeah, Mulligan, miss uh, him, yeah. He's welcome for you, man. Yeah, what? Ha- yeah, he's, he's probably but, saying, what happened to that guy? Can I give you a suggestion? Yes. Uh-oh. 30 uh, seconds. Get a ferret. <laughs> They're wonderful, <laughs> and they don't Sorry. eat you if you if die, you die yeah. You have to worry about that with cats, man. <laughs> but like you know, cats do. Yeah, cats well, the cats they, they, until they find until they can they, they can come in and rescue the cats. They're gonna, you know, if they run out of dry food, what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? What would you do if you were a cat? So yeah, anyway. get one of those big things and just feeds them for like a month. They're That's maintenance all. free, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would let my animals eat me. You know, if it came down to it. Really? Yeah, it came down. That's an interesting. 
Going if, if you're dead, if you're dead, yeah. you gotta know what to say about it. Raven, think of the newspaper story. A dog and a ferret, once you died, would just lie on top of you and protect you until they too die. Oh, come That's on. the difference between them and cats. How would you know you're, you're, you're dead? <laughs> That's what eats you? Thank you very much. sad story I will never read to my Thank cats. you very much. <clears throat> Don't read that one. I was always, I, already I was going to have trouble sleeping tonight. That, yeah, that was the cherry on top. Thank you, Max. Uh-huh. Raven, it's that <laughs> time. The time now to say goodnight to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for staying with us. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is so fun. So now look fun. at Raven. She is smoking hot with but, that bun. Look at Wow. There we go again. There yeah, we go. Almost so smoking on. hot. She's smoking hot. But if we, we were in a again. bar, if we were in a bar and it was like us five. Oh, my God. Uh, you, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't be. I don't think you would be. I don't think you'd want to be associated with us. That's not true. That's not true at no, all. But if a guy offered to buy me a drink, I'd be like, I'd really rather prefer like maybe French fries. <laughs> uh, we're on to something here. Okay. Good answer. Okay. As the hands come, come over here, I'll give you all the fish and chips. Yeah. Okay. As she sits there with the hand on her pepper spray in her bag. No, listen. I, know. <laughs> I didn't know it's not a 45 or a 32, right? You don't know. Well, I didn't want to say nothing. Okay. I don't know what the laws are anymore up there. <laughs> Thank you, Raven, for joining us. Thank you, Juan Juan, from across the pod. You're welcome. Okay. Happy to be here. Good to see you and to talk to you. And uh, let me quickly get to the blogs, okay? Uh, um, Homestar Troops. Homestar Troops is an organization that raises money for our uh, veterans of uh, world wars. I mean, the wars after 9-11. That's the Iraq war and the Afghani war. They had come home. Many of them have been missing, uh, missing limbs or something. And um, they build houses for these people. They adapt to whatever their issue might be. Uh, no stairs, low kind of space, things like that. And then when uh, they build the, the uh, home, they give them the keys, rip up the mortgage. Uh, they give them the home, and these people deserve it because they gave so much to us. That's Homes for Our Troops. Just go on Google. See what they're about, 88 cents of your uh, charity dollar. I hate to use that word. Uh, go to our veterans. That's very, very high in the charity business. So Homes for Our Troops, please Google them. Great people. Also, Rashav and his mad Englishman friends still are putting back together a uh, wall play from World War II. It's called the Mosquito. It's built of wood. They put two Rolls-Royce engines on it, and the result was it was so fast that they outran the bullets. Outran the bullets. That's how fast this thing was. Okay. When are they going to want to finish Either. the plane there, Wani? You're over there across I don't the know. Puddle? I haven't been in contact with them the last couple of weeks, but uh, we need a report. I, I do. I knew. Yeah. I really need to provide a report because I'm in the same country that they're right. right now. You know, they're great guys, but World War II didn't last this long. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, all right. Anyway, if you want a bag of swag, go to macmaloney.com, hit the contact button, and please send us your mailing address. Mailing address, the address that we would mail a package out to through the post office. If you send it, just your email address, we can't magically send this stuff to you through the internet. So we need your mailing address. Just go to macmaloney.com, hit the contact button, and uh, give us your mailing address, and you get the bag of swag. The new bag of swag cont- contains. Buttons, two different size buttons. Um, the very famous barcoses, of course. Uh, 3D decals. Um, several other things. Pins, but also keychains, Raven. Keychains. Very big. I've got to get a keychain. Oh, I love keychains. Yeah, yeah we love keychains. 
So, uh, you know, my, my uh, poor little nephew is still waiting for his. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I, didn't, I don't want to say nothing, but, you know. My poor cozy, little nephew. Cozy, Does whatever. it get any worse than that? Poor okay. Kitty's a little, you know. Send me his address tomorrow, okay? Send All right. Me. I can mail him. No, no, just send me the address. We got a whole box going out this Saturday, okay? okay? Give me all the information. And nah, yeah, you don't have to do that. No, I want to do it now. You've made me feel terrible. Nah, nah, I'm not well, sending you the often as. Uh, when I mentioned you know, it. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's like, that my crazy poor guy, little nephew. Those, yeah. He's like those crazy guys on the radio. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're funny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're real funny. Oh. That's, okay. I need a hot break yeah. at this time of night. Thank you, John. I'm sorry. Send me the info. Drunk. That kid, I'm going to send him a bu- <laughs> I'm going to send him so much swag, he won't know what to do with it. Thank you, John. So anyway, so that's the show tonight, kids. Uh, next week, I think we're doing 10 crazy, scariest movies, right? Raven, I'm looking at you for some reason. Does that sound familiar? You you mentioned it, okay. yeah. Okay. Then, uh, and I guess we're yeah. doing yeah. I'm looking forward to it because I love horror movies. Yeah, horror movies are really cool. Um, so, and the blockbusters aren't the best ones, though. Amityville Horror, I got to tell you, that's a that's a horror movie, man. That's a scary freaking movie. But some and some of the, the classic ones from yesteryear, yeah, like the haunting, the yeah, visual yeah. haunting, sixty one, Claire Bloom, Julie Harris mm-hmm. in black and white. Well, not if you have to wear have, have an extra pair of socks because it will knock your socks off. Mm. <laughs> and conjuring, yeah, stuff like that. Oh, they good. didn't rely on yes. special effects; they relied on like tension and that kind of stuff. You know, really good movies, scary wondering. stuff. Yeah, that's wondering where he was going with that. Next week, ten scariest movies. And who knows what else. So until then, this is back for the entire gang saying, until you hear us again, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.